The Simple Joe Show is produced by Bamboo Hut Productions. Here at the Bamboo Hut, we bring your imagination to life. Now your host, Simple Joe. Yes. Yeah. This is everything I got. Peter James. What's going on, man? Yes. How are you? Nice Sunday. Got a new washer. You know how it is. That's good. That's yeah. good. Gotta clean. Always good to wash your clothes, you know. Gotta clean them clothes, you know. Definitely. Can't be walking around like a like a slob, like a hobo. Come on now. Yeah, no, you can't. You'd, you'd be if you're walking around like a slob, you know. Then what are you doing with your life, man? You're just, yeah, you're just fucking up. Are oh, you yeah. allowed to swear in here? Oh, do whatever. Okay, yeah. bet. Yeah. Okay, as yeah. long as we can, as long as I know we can swear. There we go. Yeah. Anyone that has ever said bet has never actually had a bet, so I think uh, that's a little weird. <laughs> it's just like a. It's <laughs> like of. yes, I hear you. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, actually, yeah. No, I can't even argue that. I yeah. can't even argue that point. I was trying to think of a way to argue that point. Yeah, there's just no. Yeah, no yeah. You, you won that no, one. No bets going on. Yeah, none. none. <laughs> so what's going on, man? Uh not much. You know, just uh, uh, working on everything. You know, trying to trying to incorporate my writing. Trying to get a little uh, uh, vlog going. Nice. Uh, of the road travels and okay. what I see, I actually That's dope. went. That's cool. I was in Louisiana uh, yeah. right before Thanksgiving, and I don't know if you ever saw the show Swamp People. Uh, no, but I've heard of it. Yeah, where they go uh, through the bayou and they search for alligators. Then that's dope. Yeah, they they uh, get them at a net and then they. Uh, you know, grab them by the neck and then they shoot them with the shotgun. And then, you know, yeah. then they take the either the skins, they sell the, the whole thing, then they or they take them apart, you know, and sell their meat and all that. But, That's crazy shit. Okay. Yeah. So I was on the road on I 10 uh, yeah. that it runs through, yeah. and it's about an 18, 20 mile stretch where right underneath you is, is the water. Right. And it's really, it's actually really, really beautiful over there. Um, but yeah, it's weird. You know, it's 55 down there because it's a giant bridge and everyone, it just flies down there. So I don't know if it's like a Louisiana thing where they're just break limits anyway. They don't care. Yeah. They're they're. I I mean, to be fair, we kind of do that in Detroit. You know what I mean? We don't care about speed limits. Detroit drivers are a lot different than the west side of Michigan. I can definitely say. See, that's that's awesome. So you like you sit there and you like, it's almost like, you know, like how drivers are in certain states and stuff. It's so funny. Yep, and I and I can analyze it. And what That's a lot funny. of people do that really bothers me. And yeah. please, if you're out there, don't do this. Yep. And I know one of my cousins. He's definitely going to listen to this, so I'm going to tell him because he just got his driver's license. Oh God! When you go into an exit, there's plenty of room in the exit lane to slow down oh, yeah. do not slow down before Previous. you get into the exit honestly that's it's the most annoying people, people, thing ever people annoy <laughs> the fuck out of me with that shit like I, <laughs> like even like when you're trying to do like a michigan left or some sort of turn in any way like even in when you're doing the michigan left there's enough room in that turn lane for you to do a turn like or to you for you to slow down like slow the fuck down there don't don't do it yeah no that, mm-hmm. that shit annoys the hell out of me right i did hear a story one time about your truck driving though all right well let's uh let's let's unravel it all right so this expound one, expound peter expound so i'm not gonna say who told <laughs> me this story because i don't want to i don't want to call them out uh but they uh told me that you just stopped you stopped um stopping for for bathroom breaks uh wait when was this uh this was a while back this was maybe about 
uh, about five or six months now. Yeah. Yeah. So you stopped making bathroom breaks at one point. Wait, was I, so I was like in a car, we were driving somewhere? Oh, no, 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 you were in the truck. You were, you were truck driving. I was truck driving. Yeah, you're, you're, you're driving a truck and, uh, they said that you like, you didn't want to stop for, you didn't want to stop for bathroom breaks anymore. Is, is this correct so far? Uh, I don't really remember anything <laughs> about that. No, I mean, I have a lot of bottles in my that's truck and I pee in the bottles. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. They just, you know, they were saying like, like uh, that uh, you would just be in a bottle. And I was like, that's fucking smart. That's, first of all, that's economically smart because like you're reusing the bottle, right? Uh-huh. And then B, not only that, you're uh, you're saving some time. So, you know, you're getting your job done faster. So that's right. a win. But I heard that story and I was dying laughing. <laughs> I hear Armando laughing in the other room. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I try to save time. You know, it's, it's yeah. so much easier to pull off into, a, into the, uh, an exit on the side of an exit and yeah. just, you know, just pee in the back. And then, Hell hey, yeah. you're, right, you're right back into it and go right ahead. You know what I would do though? See, I'm, I'm childish and I would take the bottles and I would like open them and I'd throw them at cars. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be the ones that are slowing down in the, before the exit lane specifically. <laughs> It'd be those exact ones. Unruly. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely do have uh, a lot of things that I could get really pissed off and just lose my cool completely. Yeah. Truck driving in, in as a whole, if you're cross country, it definitely will test your patience if you're not ready for it. And yeah. if you let it, if you let the road get to you, then you'll just turn into a really angry driver. You'll start, you know, uh, switching lanes when you don't need to and just driving super aggressively. Like yeah. I could definitely yeah. with my other, uh, with the other company that I work for, right. uh, it's a big corporation. Um, they, uh, they, they would have sensors on the front of the truck. Right. So, Whatever speed limit that you were, you could only be within, I think, 20 feet of the other car that was in front of you. Right. So if they slowed down, then the the sensor went off and then it held the brakes. So you could you physically could not get that close to that to another car. Right. It would prevent you. But with this new company, they have no, no restrictions. Oh, shit. There's a little there's a little tiny thing that my boss just installed, and it's a tracker. Right. If they That's want to it? turn, if they want to turn it on, they can. Most of the time, he said, "This is just by law. This is what I have to do, just in case you're involved into it in, in like a, I don't know, like a chase or you you did something criminally right. that they need to find you. But other than that, they really don't even use it. Right. And yeah, that's it." That's so, crazy. See, like, like it's 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 weird, man. Like, you see a lot of things nowadays. Like, a lot of cars and everything come with uh, like self stopping and like a park assisting. I'm I'm always curious as to when they're going to do something for that for like truck drivers. Well, you know the, I mean? the I don't know if you ever heard of the new Tesla. Yeah, I heard of the Tesla. I heard of the Tesla car. Is there a Tesla like semi coming? Mm-hmm. No yeah. way. Yeah, there's a big article That's on wild. it. They're trying to yeah, they're trying to get them through. But the only part bad part is is that they're going to somehow have to have another one on the way if they have to go cross country because as of right now it can only Ooh, go 500 miles that's nothing yeah and i'm not really even sure how heavy it can be yeah. either so it could be like a super light 5000 pound load you know and that's that's nothing so it, if if that's the case and they had to do multiple trips that could get super annoying but i hope that they look out for the experienced drivers right hey you've been doing this for 20 years you're now going to be behind a desk and you're looking at a Tesla the whole time, the whole trip. That's and you're see, making sure that it gets there. That's what that's I hope. I hope there's an incentive or some kind of program that the government comes through right. and says, hey, you, it wasn't your fault that, you know, automation came through. 
we're going to help you out, and this is your job now. That's dope. Observe five different trucks now, do you and ha- make sure. Do you have any trucking stories, like crazy ones? Uh, like like, like uh, everyone always knows that you know the truck stop hooker story. Like, is there any of those? Uh, actually, there's only one. And <laughs> there is one though. <laughs> she 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 was a regular around there. Yeah, the uh, the the police were. Do you, do you have a name? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to look her up. Don't don't get that idea. The only thing I want to know is just like I feel like I feel like her name's Janet. I feel like it's close to that. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Or Nikki with two Ks. Yeah. Something. Something. <laughs> something very like. Come on. Like, yeah. You're obviously going to be a trucker whore when you grow up. No. That's yeah. not what <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, like uh, I think it was in Family Guy. Peter said that he's like. Hey, why do you got to make fun of prostitutes? They have lives. They have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's super funny. But uh, no, I, there was one in Mississippi with the <laughs> with the one uh, partner that I did have, and he was great because he was in the military, right. so he knew how to be a part of a team. Right. And I don't know if you're aware of team driving, but it's uh, it's it, two people in the truck. So while I'm while I'm driving, the other guy's sleeping, vice versa. Right, and then we switch That's shifts. Dope. Not really. You don't get any sleep. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're back there sleeping, you, you you feel every bump. You're waking up constantly. That's crazy. Stop real hard if they have to swerve. You know, switch lanes, roll aggressively. Emergency. That's crazy. whatever it is. That you're probably gonna wake up and yeah. It's I'm so You'd glad to do solo then. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Because my truck isn't going anywhere when I go to sleep. Right. It's one spot, yep. and I can control yeah. everywhere that I go. That's a bad point. When you're when you're a truck driver and you're out there on your own, you you definitely turn into a control freak. Right. Any little thing that a, a person would say, you know, or whatever, it just might bother you one day. Right. And then you just get pissed off, and then you don't you don't like them anymore. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, but you know. Uh, yeah, where was I going with that? <laughs> the, the hooker we're talking oh, about. Oh, oh, that's right, right. Uh, yeah, oh, Mississippi. There yeah. was one, and yeah, there. She knocked on the door, and and did, she, her figure was fine. She was just real thin, uh, you know, not not big tits or anything. Just <laughs> just just average body, you know. But the face was horrible, you know, missing teeth and stuff. It, it was bad. Uh, then she goes. Uh, my buddy goes inside to go get a drink or something yeah. and a uh, police officer is standing in line and he turns around and says, Hey, there's uh, uh there's a lady out there knocking on all the doors. <laughs> and he's like, yep, she's always out here. Every, every, almost every day we have to kick her out. That's crazy. As yeah. Hell. Uh-huh. Cause there was a little like Roach motel that like, right next yeah. door. And I think she probably lived there or, you know, somehow, Paid for a year. A, man, talk about a life. You know what I mean? I, I, I question people sometimes just because I'm like, like when you were like a 10-year-old kid, you know, you had the world and you were looking at like how, you know, you're in, you're, what are you, 10 years old? What are you in middle school? Probably, right? No, you're in, you're in elementary still. So mm-hmm. you're in elementary school and you're just looking at the world and this is what you became with your life. That kind of yeah. sucks. It's like I don't I don't know, man. I don't get how people just like well, it's, it's, it's it, exactly what you said. It's it's the family life. Mm-hmm. If you have a really shitty family life, then that happen. yeah, exactly. You're lo- you're seeking out approval yeah. from other people. Yeah, and it's, if it's fucked to go that low to get to that point, and then that's where you're at. I, I yeah, that's beyond me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And the 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 porn star route is an interesting one too, uh, because a lot of those. Uh, women and and guys have really bad uh you know upbringings and families and right. stuff they what what seems to be the model now 
is that they do a lot of, of shoots like in a year, like a ton to get their name out there. Yeah. And then crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not just shoots. We all know. But oh, yeah, anyway. exactly. Yeah. They're out there for hours. Yeah. So uh, it definitely takes a certain kind of person. But it, but they do that for a while. Then they don't do it as much. And then they make appearances at uh, strip clubs and other another. Uh, uh, what do they call them? Um, like, are you talking about like brothels? No, 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 no. <laughs> we make an appearance. Gen- at the oh brothel. no, no! I was thinking gentlemen's club. Oh, gentlemen's a strip club, club yeah. or a gentlemen's club. Yeah, which is a, the same. Thing. It's a funny thing because it's who like, in there are gentlemen? No one. Yeah, not a single. They're guy. all just scumbags. They are all fucking weirdos. Fucking yeah. weirdos. <laughs> I'm not saying that I've never been to one, but actually, I am. Yeah, I never in my entire life. You I, never? No, that's a lie. No, okay. <laughs> well, you said yes, then you said no. Yeah, yes, no. no. I was trying to, I was trying to play the good guy, but I just, yeah. nah, no, no. Um, yeah. But I mean, even at that though, the funny thing, the funny thing that you bring that up is um, making appearances at strip. So first of all, I want to point out the fact that you seem to know this business pretty well. What's going very, on? Very there, well, very well. What's going yes. on there, Joe? <laughs> simple Joe may not be so simple. <laughs> I know, I know it very well. Definitely. If yeah. you, if you give me joy, I'm definitely gonna. Uh, put forth my effort into knowing how 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 I will receive this joy. So 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 what you're telling me is you're going to invest in the porn star business, you know? Uh, well, I, the knowledge, yes. Just like no, a no, band, no. just like a. I mean, you could probably invest show. some pretty good money and then like get some good return on that. I'm just saying, you know, like for future business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe I'll go. I'll go fifty fifty with yeah. you. You seem to know the business. You know, <laughs> I, I could be somewhat of a producer, I guess, or yeah. you know, an executive producer. We don't actually do anything. We just pay it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oversee it. Yeah, yeah. make sure it's done right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Good job there, Bethany. Right. <laughs> um, so then they do that for a while. They do the the periodical and some of them stay in that stage yeah a lot of them do they stay in that uh I, i'm just going to tour around other strip clubs and it's kind of like a band or or a uh, stand comic where they go to different cities and then they uh get a get a deal with the club because yeah. how much money they're generating because of their name uh and then they do periodic shoots with other professional companies and then after that a lot of a lot of them they end up shooting their own and then they become the producer they have their own website and then they seek out other people and other uh girls and guys to do their own video <laughs> yeah so then they're the the this, this conversation director is wild as hell. producer they do all that so then yeah. they don't have to do the hard work that's, technically that's they can true. just we went from trucking to porn yeah. in like a foul quick soup. <laughs> hey, well, we were talking about uh, the, the, uh, the the hooker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were talking about lot, Jamie. lot lizards. Yeah, we were as, talking about Jamie, as they're called. <laughs> yeah, Jamie or Nikki. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny too is um, it's funny because you like that's kind of the way that you have knowledge for the porn business is kind of the same like in a sense with um, with hip hop, except it's not a lot less you know naked. Um, like for example, like touring, like you got to go, like show up on places like that, like even the Detroit hip hop scene, all that fun stuff. So like the way you say it though is, is I feel like that's how kind of all industries are in a sense, like just making appearances, making a name for yourself, getting that exposure piece, and you know finding finding your lane and everything. Like that. Right, exactly. Yeah. That that's why you know gangsters like Joe Rogan, whenever when he does this, he has this, this thing. It's called a strange times tour, which is really weird because he only he might only do two 
shows a month right and and it's in a year and they're calling it the strange times tour and it's mm-hmm. like well that's not really a tour if you only have two shows a, um, a month right i mean so but he has such a uh a, a good uh what is it uh he has such a good reach like right. he, he's such a household name yeah. that he can do those little shows here and there yeah and, and still gonna, make a ton of money yeah it's not going to affect his wallet whatsoever because like that's kind of like what eminem does eminem does the same thing um he does like five shows he do, he doesn't tour he does like five shows and he'll do them and like he'll do one in detroit obviously one in new york one in la and then like one in texas or mm-hmm. something like that like he'll he'll get like kind of reach all the areas and then he'll just go home and that's it you know what i mean right yeah i mean that that that's definitely the best model yeah. because when you're that good too and you kind of you can sit back and you can perfect exactly right. what your craft or your art or whatever you're selling is and exactly. you can make the best out of that one day or two days or whatever it is instead of doing so many shows and you were so unskilled before that you had barely any knowledge of it yep. and then you do it for a year however long it takes right for you to get through because that's the weird part. You could be a stand-up comic, and you could tour. There's 52 weeks in, in the year, so let's say you could probably do. You could probably do about 104. Right. Maybe probably more. You could right. probably do like 130. Right. Shows uh, a year. Right. So. That's crazy as hell, by the way. Yeah. 130 shows. Uh huh. That's You're, like a that's that's a school year. You know what I mean? Like think about it. And like, isn't that like what a school year is? Something around one. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's 130 shows. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You could, you could feasibly do that because stand up comics work Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. So you could do a show Thursday every, you know, all the days. Uh, but when you're, when you're that unskilled, you, you're, I was going to say when you don't know how fast it's going to happen. Yeah. Like some guys, they hit the stage a year later, they're a millionaire. Right, it's it's the weirdest thing. But some guys they'll stay in that stage and they'll have to perfect it and go over it and go over it. And maybe something happens, like their mom dies, then they're down for two years and they come back to it. And then it's it's weird how fat, or a name change, how slow or fast someone can 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 be really popular. Yeah, no, that's that's the funny thing is is um, it literally they say it takes ten years for you to be an overnight success, and that's the truest truest thing in the world mm-hmm. it takes about 10 years for you to be an overnight success 10 years of working on your craft in a, in a sense right you know what i mean so well you ever hear the ten thousand hours that's same yep same concept yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's, that, about, that's about 10 years you know what i mean they you say that that's it. mastery yeah I, I you know rogan's podcast when it started it might have been an hour but after that it started to be three hours yeah, so I wonder how many fucking hours Rogan has under his belt. He honestly, oh. and then on top of that, it's probably only it's probably three hours of condensed. Like it's probably condensed down a bit. You know what I mean? It could, yeah, maybe he could have had a full five hour conversation. Oh, definitely. And then just like I was like, okay, this is all right here. Let's take this out. We don't need this. You know what I mean? It could be. Yeah, I'm. I'm really not sure. I don't think Rogan does too much editing though. I'm I'm really big fan. Yeah, really big Apparently. fan. Apparently, yeah. I I, I try. <laughs> me and me, me and uh, Armando, the producer, mm-hmm. he we we went to Buffalo and we mm-hmm. saw him with Joey Diaz. So we got the hotel. We did the whole thing. You know who's my who's my all time favorite comedian and all time favorite pod? Like he does he does his own podcast and everything too. Is uh, Bill Burr? Bill Burr. Oh yeah, definitely. Bill Burr is my 
favorite. Yeah. He is just a complete asshole. And it's the best. It's so funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was his first because I, I didn't really watch any more of the rest. Yeah. But it was F, F is for Family, mm-hmm. the the cartoon that he mm-hmm. made. But that first episode is just hilarious. Yeah. yeah. When his dad is yelling at him, he's yeah. like, uh, he's like, Bill, I'm gonna throw you through the roof. I'm gonna throw you through the roof. <laughs> and he's like, Dad, we're we're outside. There is no roof. Bill <laughs> <laughs> Burr is some of the funniest shit in the world, and he's he's a talented dude. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of Bill Burr. So I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. You know, comedy and everything. I feel like comedy is probably the hardest art, more like way harder than music, in my opinion. Mm. Because not only are you like trying to entertain the audience, but like people are harsher with comedy than they are with anything else. Like no one's gonna boo a terrible band off stage. Like if you're a local band performing, no one's really gonna boo you off stage. They may just talk shit about you in the audience, but no one's gonna care. Right. If you suck as a comedian, they will boo you off stage and you will get heckled and it's just Well, there's yeah. two things there. Yeah. Uh one is it, there's a good old saying out there that if you're a musician, you wanna be a com- uh, comic. If you're a comic, you want to be a musician. I heard that. Yeah. I, I want to be a comic. I, I made the joke before, but like, see, like to me, like being a comic is, it's, dude, like you have to have the charisma 24 seven. You have to be up there on stage ready to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't mean it has to be fast though. You could right. set, you could always set the pace for right. sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But no, it, it's, it, it goes along with every, uh, every lead singer that you see on stage, usually they, have have jokes and they're yeah. trying to make you laugh but their jokes are absolutely dog shit they're dog horrible shit. yeah so <laughs> dog shit yeah <laughs> yeah and and you know like um there's a lot of like the, i think uh, kevin hart just recently came out to detroit did he yeah he did like a he did like this workshop thing uh, there's a there's an mtv special on it i think like he has his own tv show i don't know where it is it's i think it's either mtv or vh1 or one of them uh, but he goes to like different states and finds the top people in comedy and like tries to talk to them and you know does a show with them and everything like that it's really cool just uh, to like promote them and stuff yeah oh wow which cool. is exactly what he did i think he came to detroit like i think that was his most recent episode i haven't seen it yet but i heard i saw like the ad for it and mm-hmm. i was like really impressed with it because i was like not many people do that you know what i mean mm-hmm. definitely yeah and and, and that not even, not many people do that in in music not many people do that in general you know what i mean if it's artwork in any kind of way a lot of people just kind of suppress it or they just care about their own they don't care about anyone else's so it's pretty cool to see someone doing that you know there's a story of kevin hart and who is it oh it was big j okerson i don't know i don't wow. know if you know who. okay yeah so big j okerson is going to the hotel room uh, yeah. Kevin Hart's hotel room, and yeah. there's all of his boys there because he brings, you know, his his gang, who, all of his friends his, and all that. His squadron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's there. He's playing Xbox, and they're doing whatever. And he's this is the point where Big J Okerson had to say, "I can't hang out with Kevin Hart. He's at another caliber. It's it. it I feel kind of uncomfortable because of how big he is." He said, "You know, when we go out." And we do these shows, and we're at the hotel room. We have a guy go out and buy us an Xbox. That's and crazy. We leave it here. We leave it in the room. And we just crazy. we go on the rest of the tour. And they, he said, every city we buy a new Xbox. That's crazy. Or out of the I box. Mean, that might be. To me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to me, I don't know if that's laziness or you know comfort of. Uh, that's a lot of. That's a lot of fucking money on Xboxes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, just like donate that to like someone. You know what I mean? Well, I, I guess they technically do because if they leave it in there, the 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 cleaning staff will get that. You know, right? So, but jeez. Yeah. 
Yeah. What a, what a tip. Because I don't know if you knew, but it's actually uh, it, it's actually in good manners to leave your uh, cleaning lady uh, when you leave a hotel room yeah, a tip. A tip. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just always weird because there's no like envelope or anything. There's nothing to. How do you just leave money? Do they just yeah. take it? That's the only weird hairy part. And I don't know. I mean, to, to me, it's kind of similar to leaving a tip for a waitress. You know, a cash tip at the. You just leave it on the table. That's right. how I do it. I just leave like a you know a twenty or it depends on. You know, right, right. No, no. Going along with what you said before, with uh, uh, how you can bomb as an as a band, and you can really play bad, and you can do that 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 same bombing as a comic, but it's just you, and you're just gonna feel that wholeheartedly. And they say that's one of the worst feelings because one of the craziest fears is to get up and do public speaking. I don't know if you knew that. I knew, I knew that, and you know what? It's funny because I used to have that fear when I would before when I would perform. I used to have this one fear where, um, like, I was just like, I don't want anything to go wrong. I don't want to fuck up. I don't want anything like that. But then when I actually perform now, um, it's weird because now when I perform, it's like the feelings kind of only come maybe a minute before the show. And then once the music starts playing and I'm on stage, I'm like, well, there's no going back. You know, mm-hmm. like, we're, we're here. Man, you know, might as well make the most of it. With that, my with that mentality, I feel like I do pretty well. You know what I mean? And like, um, I think that a lot of people just like like fear stage, like fear the stage, and it's it's really nothing to fear. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, like if you if you keep them entertained, entertained, and you keep the interest with you, you know, you there's no there's nothing that really could go wrong. You know what I mean? What's what's the worst that happens? You fall down. Yeah. You should be able to make a joke out of that. You know what I mean? You're not going to die. Like, yeah. Oh shit! I just fell down. I look like an asshole. Like mm-hmm. just you know make something up on the spot. Um, and whatever you're feeling and whatever you think that yeah. you look like, yeah, is definitely not what the crowd sees. Right, the absolutely. crowd is look. Think about how many thoughts are going through your head. It's yeah. the same thing that's going through their head when they're watching you. Yeah. So they're distracted as well. Yeah. The only thing that I would say is uh, the best investment I ever got was a wireless microphone because the problem I used to have was I would be rapping and the wire would come out, like the the cord would come out of the microphone. I'd be like, fuck. And then I'd have to sit there and like fiddle with it to plug it back in. That was like the worst thing that ever, like that really ever happened to me is like when that shit happens. So I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I bought a mic and it's a wireless mic. Now every show I go, if they don't have a wireless mic for me, I'm just like, here, I got one. You know what's weird though is that. Uh, even though Metallica is huge, yeah, and they've been playing since I don't know a million years ago, yeah. so they they still to this day if they screw up a song, they will uh, say hey hey guys give us a second they'll start it over again mm-hmm. and then they'll play it again because mm-hmm. they because they want the crowd to have the best, which is kind of cool. Awesome, that's awesome. Like when when bands do that, like that's see that's awesome. At the same time, it's like a it's a catch twenty two because it makes it depending on how often you screw up and like how big the screw up is, I guess would be the question. Because if like there was a small mistake, I don't think it would be too bad. But like if a string broke, you know, mid mid song, and mm-hmm. you need that string to do this particular solo, then absolutely you need to stop the song. Because like why why give them something that's you're not going to give them the solo, you're not going to give them anything. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but that's funny that you bring that up though, because like there's a lot of acts that will like not even perform anymore. They don't even like a lot of rappers. They won't even perform. They just like have a backing track and like someone's like they're already like they're not even rapping the song they're just either lip syncing it or they're like jumping out on the crowd and doing that you know to me that makes no sense 
Yeah. You know, rap is already like looked at as like talentless, and now you're just giving them even more ammunition, and it just pisses me off. People, you know what I mean? When you when I when I saw my first rap show because oh God. I grew up on on rock and roll, so and 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 the energy and the rooms that I saw it was just it was mind blowing. Right. I mean, it changed my life Absolutely. for sure. To go to a rap show, it, it was very interesting because I was there wasn't much energy, and I didn't really feel it from the guy, and it's like. Is he gonna keep playing? I don't like. It, I couldn't feel anything. I don't know. It's, it well, wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it really like. There's not really too many good rappers that are good artists or uh, not artists performers. Yeah, like there are some really good rappers, like in the even in the mainstream that are really good at rapping and really good, you know, um, with music and and creating and songwriting and all that. But the moment you put them on a stage, they're terrible. One of the best best performers, the best like the person that I can like show everybody for inspiration as far as like how to do a correct rap show is Drake. Drake, yeah, oh, wow. because because Drake literally puts on a performance. He he like he, it's not just like him sitting there rapping the song. He gives you a story. He tells you a story with it. Same thing with J Cole. J Cole did a really really good job. Um, I saw him on the 2013 Four Stills Drive tour, and that tour he did an like an incredible job where he would like stop the song like it'd be after one song and go about to go into another one and he'd sit there and explain like what that story meant and like why it why it all comes together with the album and stuff it was incredible he did a good job with that and he built an energy had a live band so it sounded like really built yeah like when you do stuff like that then then you then you win you know Uh what i mean so yeah I mean, I mean the the biggest energy that I felt when going to a rap show was uh Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Um but even even him it was kind of weird because it was just him and Taco. So he was Taco's back there uh mixing for him yeah. and then it's just Tyler the Creator up there and yeah, I don't know. See, that was, it's just like see, that all was, right, was, whatever. Like like one of my friends actually we just had a conversation about how Tyler wasn't that great live. Um he that's what that's what my friend said. I thought he did pretty well, but I I look at different things in the rap show, you know what I mean? Like I look at like um like him keeping the audience entertained more than like like the energy of like like cuz with rock shows, I know like it's just about like when that hard drop happens and like you feel the guitar and the yeah. and like the drums and everything, you feel all that. With hip hop to me, it was always um like, can he keep my interest for his whole song or for, like, the songs that he's doing? You know what I mean? And, like, Tyler, the Creator had a good way of, like, um, like he would be a good stand-up comic. Tyler, the Creator mm-hmm. would be a good Definitely. Reason. Yeah, like, he was funny as shit. Uh-huh. Um, but I will say this, though. Um, I'm doing a show January 6th at the the Crowfoot. Okay. It, it's, with a, it's with a guy. Uh, his name doing is the plug, Vicious. doing the plug, little <laughs> plug here. <laughs> well, I'm do- well, yeah, I mean, kinda, yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm doing it. With, there's this guy named Kid Vicious, um, and he actually has this group called uh, Kid Vicious. Kid Vicious, yeah. Okay. He actually has this group called VMDP, and that's Vicious and My Detroit Players. And basically, what that is is a whole band behind Kid Vicious, and it's like this whole group of like they're all talented musicians, um, and. I'm perform- I'm opening up for him, and it's going to be a crazy show just because it's going to be live music mixed with hip hop. So that's going to be like a, I don't want to say like a Drake show because that's that's ballsy, but I mean it is. It's it's very similar in the sense of the energy. The energy is going to be there just like it would be at any other show. You know what I mean? So right. Like, like this is going to be closest thing to like a rock rap concert. That's the best way I can describe mm-hmm. it. Is I've seen them live and I've seen what they do and and it's incredible. Like just to even go see them, let alone me is incredible like 
it'd be awesome if you guys came early and yeah. saw me. But yeah. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't, you got to see at least them. They are, they are worth it. I promise you. All right. Yeah. I, I, I haven't heard of them. I've, I've heard of, uh, the, the guy you probably got the name from <laughs> Sk- yeah. Sk- yeah. Uh, is, or is it, Kid- what was his name? So Kid, uh, Kid Vicious. Kid Vi- no, but there was another Vicious. There was, uh, Ooh. what's, uh, he was like a, a punk writer. Sid, Vi- Sid, vicious. Sid vicious, yeah, Sid vicious. Oh that's it. God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's like if that's the inspiration for it. I never actually yeah. asked them that. Well, yeah, that's why when you said the name, I was like, that's wait, crazy. I never actually <laughs> asked them. Yeah. That's that's funny. I should ask them that. Yeah. That's that's funny. Damn, I didn't even put that together. I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna be like, is that related to Sid vicious? Right. But yeah, no, he's 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 a talented Detroit. He's actually uh, him. He's from Detroit. Yeah, he's okay. uh, he's him plus actually uh, my show. My producer is uh, is in his band, um, and uh, like pretty much him and my producer, they're in the DIA right now for uh, the deciphered. There's a there's a exhibit. The it's a deciphered exhibit. Exhibit it's called, and it's basically like all the pictures of anything that was influential in Detroit hip hop. And they all have their pictures on there, so it's pretty cool. Is it just a giant mural of, of Eminem? <laughs> <laughs> there is there's a picture of there's a picture of M, of course. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. but there's there's some of Sean, there's some of Danny Brown. There's a lot of people there. There's Danny some, Brown, yeah, yeah. Danny Brown's in there. There's just a lot of people. There's you know, pretty much anyone that has ever made a name in hip hop in that room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who is. I don't know. I mean, I I think it's one of those weird things when you get, uh, like a greatest hits. And you, and you yeah. think, well, I'm not going to really like this band. Then you start listening to Grey Set. You're like, whoa, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. I think it'd be the same thing if you saw that exhibit. You'd look at it and go, wow, I, 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 I that guy yeah. and that guy. Well, that guy, wow. Yeah. Like yeah. you're surprised the whole time at yep. who you're actually seeing up there. That was from Detroit. Yep. And it's pretty crazy. Like once you start to get involved in the scene of hip hop and you like go to that, if you're involved in the hip hop scene, or at least you know the hip hop scene, like if you know like all the artists and you go in there and you'd be like, I remember seeing that guy here. I remember seeing, like I know this guy. Like this guy is my friend. Like you just start to realize like how crazy it is and how small that circle is. Um, there is a small circle in Detroit of just the people that know what they're doing. You know one of them, you kind of know everybody. Oh, okay. Like Got everybody. You. Like you know all the way up to like the big bosses to the to the small peons, basically. Okay. Every single person. Right. Um, and they're all really good at remembering people and like remembering faces and everything like that. Cause like there have been times where I'm like, there's no way this guy remembers who the hell I am. Yeah. And he'll come in and be like, Hey, how's the album going? And I'm yeah. like, how the hell do you even remember? I have an album going. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, that's great. It yeah. Just, yeah. And that's, and that's the craziest thing. That's the coolest thing. So Detroit's coming back. People don't absolutely. realize it. Detroit's coming back. I think absolutely. I, it, the biggest thing right now is, is definitely little Caesars arena. Yeah. That's, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Well, not only that, um, Paul Rosenberg, do you know who that is? That's the that's the manager for Eminem. Oh, okay. So Paul Rosenberg, he is um, he just got the job at Def Jam. He is now the CEO of Def Jam, right? So he literally took over a New York company, and he's now like the 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 CEO of a New York company, which is huge because a New York hip hop only fucks with New York hip hop. Yeah. Like that's it. It's New York hip hop. That's it. So they're getting an outsider. Yeah, it's the... exactly what it is. Wow, that's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah, and you know that's that's pretty cool. You know, on Detroit side, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that's that's a lot of wins coming from Detroit. You got T Grizzly who's winning from Detroit. You know what I mean? You have Big Sean winning from Detroit. He's coming out with an album in like a couple hours. I'm sure. Oh really? They were talking. Yeah, they were talking about it. Like he was. Uh, I think it's coming out. I don't know if it's coming out today. It might be like this week sometime. 
but he posted on Twitter. He's like, yeah, I'm not done with. I'm not done with 2017 yet. So Eminem's coming out with one too before yeah, the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, they're all coming out with projects, and now all of a sudden, like all this stuff is crazy from Detroit. You have Royce to Five Nine who's working on an album. Like it's just there's a lot of stuff, and it's it's crazy to be like watching this from the inside too. So uh, so the guy from Detroit kicked out Gandalf the White, or AKA Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin was he created uh, Def Jam, didn't he? Well, yeah, but the, he actually didn't kick him out. I think I forgot who who was who was CEO of Def Jam at the time. Like who was just, but I think he just stepped down. I think he was just done, like he was retiring. Okay, got so you. I think I don't think it had anything to do with like kicking anyone out. But I'm sure there was someone that got screwed over in some way to get that job because it's really hard to get into New York and not be from New York. It's absolutely impossible. Right. Here. I had a friend who won a showcase and. Uh, in New York, and he got booed when he won because he's not from New York. He was from Detroit. Oh wow! So he got booed like like the whole show, and he ended up doing like a, a freestyle with Funk Flex, which is dope. But like it's crazy, like it's it's ruthless over there. Uh, Atlanta kind of just accepts you in as Atlanta. Like if you're from Detroit and you go to Atlanta and you stay in Atlanta and you do Atlanta stuff. You're officially in Atlanta. Like, you're from Atlanta. They don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Drake Drake said in a song, he's like, uh, Rick uh, Ross has got the key. You got to ask for him. Uh, <laughs> Rick Ross has got a house in Atlanta. That's true. Yeah. Well, but I, but I was saying more like, uh, he had his lyric was, um, sometimes I feel like Atlanta adopted us. Like, which is the truest thing. Sometimes, like, when you, if you like go to Atlanta, you kind of feel a vibe of like home. Like, it's, it's just all like home to you. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Even right. if you're not from there, which is crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, and if hey, uh, wrapping it back to what we were saying when we started, mm. the uh, uh, if you're going to be a stripper, yeah, go to Atlanta. Go to Atlanta. <laughs> That's the best they, spot. They have the most in the in in the U.S. They have the most. They have the most strippers, and like they have, you know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of room there for all kinds of people. So to uh, extrapolate. Uh, Def Jam. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Extrapolate. That's how many syllables. That's four syllables. I woke up hungover today and I can't believe everything's firing right now. I'm (laughs) surprised. I'm just running. I'm running with it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was when Rick Rubin started Def Jam, was Beastie Boys the first? Was that the first thing that he ever. That was ever huge coming out of Def Jam. I feel like that was it. Can't it can't be the first? No, it was it was one of the first, definitely. But yeah, that I was almost, a weird. I want to Google that. You know what I mean? I almost want to look that up. Yeah. Um, I want to see what Def Jam's like first producer made. Mando. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Def Jam. Let's see here. Uh, Def Jam. Who? who what did they start with? Is it was it Beastie Boys or no? Um. It may be hold on, custom, uh, Rick Rubin, co-founded by his blah, 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 Russell Simmons. Oh, wow. Who was it? L. Cool, cool J. J? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. And they they had like connectors through DJ Jazzy Jeff. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. LL Cool J. Wow. But Beastie Boys was right next. Actually, they were the same. They were right around the same because they say catalogs were... LL Cool J's "I Need a Beat" and then and the Beastie Boys' "Rock Hard," both in 1984, so they were wow. right next to each other. So yeah. And if and if Rick Rubin signed all the stuff that he that he did, and I'm pretty I'm sure he did, yeah. with those two, he could retire. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good. you you, you <laughs> created two superstars. Well, I mean, I guess one's a super group, but you created all these superstars right from your first two acts, which is a rarity to begin with. Most people don't keep their first two acts. 
Uh-huh. It's kind of like how Interscope started. Interscope started with with fucking uh, I forget the name of the groups, but they weren't like super huge. Nine Inch Nails was like their first huge one, and then like Marilyn Manson and all those like they they just wanted to find the most controversial shit ever. Doesn't matter like what they were, just as much as it was controversy, that's what they wanted. And, what was this again? Uh, Interscope Records. Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy, uh, was it? Yeah, Jimmy Iovine is the yeah he created Interscope. Yeah, Jimmy Iovine is like probably the greatest businessman in music ever. Forget it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking of the other guy that did uh, Nirvana, the guy with the he's like a mechanics overcoat. I forget his name. Mechanics overcoat. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he's he did the very first Nirvana album, and he 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 did it in the way that you get paid by the hour. Yeah. And he didn't sign a percentage, so whatever oh, was sold. Ass. That Stupid was it. Ass. Yeah, yeah. It was all to Nirvana, so he screwed up. But no, that's who I was thinking of. Always get your royalty, nails. kids. Always, always get your royalties. Yeah, Steve Albini. Yeah, that's it. Yep. What is this? What Steve is Albini. Oh, Steve Albini. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, always get your royalties. That's the number one rule. That yeah. is the number one rule of the music industry. Royalties are well worth getting, mm-hmm. especially if something pops. Then you just made a mil- yourself a millionaire, and you made yourself get some consistent income. It's not like it's like one time thing. Like if they put that in a movie somewhere, you get a piece of that pie. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? So like why not? And I they fr- still put Nirvana songs in movies. Smells like Teen Spirit and I I've seen that in movies. Oh, definitely. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh crazy. Who is it? Uh I was just thinking of Oh, I it was right on the tip of my tongue and then it left me. Uh there there was a guy who was I think he was a uh, Oh, ever uh uh uh, Everlast. Everlast. Ever here, Everlast. I did. Yeah, yeah. He he. Tried what it's to, like? He tried to. Yeah, he tried to diss Eminem. There was a diss battle between Everlast and Eminem. No shit. Wow. Eminem. In the newest album or? No, long time. A long time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and and Eminem kicked the shit out of him. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. He kicked the shit. Out oh of wow. Him. Yeah, wow. It was, it, was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, he he was pretty bad. So he uh, he was talking about royalties and he he did the whole radio tour yeah. so then his song could be played through the radio na- nationwide. Yeah. So he uh, he calls it the uh, the the mailbox check. Oh, okay. When you get the royalties. Yep. Because it's yep. just consistent. Whatever it is. Yeah. All the you're time. you're just gonna get that. <laughs> Drake actually posted a uh, picture of um, a royalty check he got from when he was in Degrassi. Oh. He still gets royalty checks, and it was like sixty-seven cents. Oh my god! Yeah, he's, like, he's like still getting that. He's still getting those royalty checks from Degrassi. <laughs> it was really funny. What was it played on a Saturday morning on CW? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, some some extra that he's just like, yeah, he probably laughed at it more than anything. No, it's honestly, he... I would have framed it. I would have been like, yeah, this is this is frame worthy. Right. Like, I'm not even going to cash this. It's sixty-seven cents. But. Well, yeah, it's it's similar to when you first open a bar, the first dollar. You're yeah. supposed to frame, yeah. You know, yeah. whatever. This is the last dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, is it now? Does he create a lot of what he does, or is it this? Does he have a writer? You th- so the ghostwriting story. So uh, my whole take on the ghostwriting thing is um, when Drake first came into the scene, he came out with um, he. There was a couple of things he did. He obviously did like his mixtape comeback season, and and he went on from there. But like his first his first couple projects, he definitely wrote all those songs. You can tell he wrote those songs. Drake has a certain flow and a certain style to him, and every single one of those songs had that. So when, so everything on Take Care, everything on um, you know Thank Me Later was all his writing. Obviously, like it was is blatant. Um, 
and and he can write. He wrote some like great songs, great punchlines, everything. He wrote really really good music, and every no one can take that away from him. Um, so there are songs where like I guess like a verse or two was written by another writer, which if that's the case, then so be it. You know what I mean? If that's the case, like if someone wrote someone, if that's fine for me because the difference is, is I know that Drake can write. So as long as like you know someone can write and someone's very good at what they're doing then there's really no problem for me to do that. Like if, if he wanted to do that, then that's on him. You know, like he proved, he's proven time and time again that he can write and that he can make good music. And just because he's doing it now, doesn't change the fact that he did write good music and he still does to this day. Mm-hmm. It may not be all the time, but that's also because could you imagine the schedule that Drake has compared to like a normal human being? Right. This man is on a flight every day, going to different places, doing different things, going to different clubs, trying to get all these shows together. He just came off tour and he's already back in the studio working on a new album. And you have like three choices. You know, like the, you know, the, you know, the college graph that says like sleep, um, a life and like good grades, All right, you know, yeah. and you and it says choose mm-hmm. two. His is good music, a life and, um, uh, probably tour i would say that's like really his three so you get to pick two like you can have a tour and good music but you have no life yeah you can either have a good life and a tour but you don't make good music what he did is he added an extended extended branch to get the good music by just having someone else fill in for his writing while he's away he tells them the story about his life and then they write it which there's nothing wrong with that in certain ways you know what i mean if you want to come out and be say you're the greatest writer um it kind of hinders you a bit because now you can only take you have to find out which songs Drake wrote and which ones he didn't. So it, it Yeah, becomes, you can't be the best lyricist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. I mean, the only way you could do that is if you like show the songs that you wrote all of it, like if you wrote this whole song, then you can judge some off that, but you still had outside help. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a catch 22. There's nothing wrong with it to me, but, but like there, to some people that's a huge no, no, you know what I mean? So. But if you're going to put blinders on that, that's kind of, it kind of gets away from the feeling of what the song might be. Like if you're not even going to listen to the song mm-hmm. and not even to get, give it a chance just mm-hmm. because you know that it's ghost written. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's, you shouldn't do that. You should at least yeah. listen to the song. If you're into Drake or yeah. you're into whoever it is, right. you should at least give it a chance. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and you know, like, um, all all artists have had help writing certain things, you know what I mean? Unless you're Freddie Mercury, you really have no room to talk. You know what I mean? What's the difference in getting your your lyrics ghost written and getting a beat from a producer? What's the difference? You know what I mean? You're not creating the music, but you're mm-hmm. creating the lyrics, so what's the difference? You know what I mean? And, and people had a problem with Dr. Dre when Dre was getting ghost written. And it was like, why do you have a problem with that? He's one of the greatest producers to ever exist. He probably made your best, your favorite artist's favorite beat. Like he's probably a, like he's on that level, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. So why do you have a problem with him not writing lyrics when you have no problem with this guy not writing his own beat? You know what I mean? Right. So, like to me, to me, you know, people people are overly sensitive about lyrics for some fucked reason. You know, like that does not. Lyrics are huge in hip hop, but they're not the only thing in hip hop, and people confuse that all the time. Right. You know, there's so much more to hip hop than just lyrics. Uh, with stand up comedy, when they when when you first started and you got your name big, yeah. and you could go out and you could you could perform and actually sell tickets. After the first couple specials, they would have a writer in there, and they would give you, "Hey, this is your what," you know. Like you said, they tell them their story and yep. all that, and then they make a joke out of whatever. Right. Or they would see a, a, def- a d- definitive style in how you did that, did the jokes in the past, and then just base it off of that. Right. And then you would look it over, and then you would have what your act was. Right. Or 
The same could be said if you're doing an autobiography, like about your life. Yep. You could go to a ghostwriter and you could write, that person could write that, that entire thing and then you read about it. Why Why are you discrediting an artist for making music Correct. in the same way that comics or a person that's writing a book could be a ghostwriter of a book? Why is that two separate things? Yeah, and even like um, like the songs that like Drake was supposedly ghostwritten, they had like uh, the sample track of uh, the artist that wrote it, like laying down the verse basically just to show Drake like for like a reference track they're called. So like he had a reference track with the guy Quentin Miller um, – the artist he they had a they had a reference track of him rapping the verse right and he wrote it so you could tell that he wrote it basically that's what they're trying to hold up against drake and honestly if you listen to the original reference track and drake's version you can see that drake did the better version of his lyrics because drake it's it's not just about you know saying words like in hip-hop people think like oh you just go on a mic and you say words it's it's not that you have to have the conviction you have to have a specific sound to it you have to you know, it's all it's it's no different than I don't want to say singing because singing is a very different monster, but it's it's similar with the with the conviction in singing. You know what I mean? Like in order for you to sing, you have to have a specific conviction or else no one's going to believe it. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, yeah, that's that's probably the biggest problem that I see with a lot of people today is like, yeah, like you said, you know, on the come, they just see they just see one side. They're almost one sided about things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And. They don't see the whole picture, you know what I mean? Unless you're writing your own music all together or you're writing your whole thing together. Like, you're doing it all by yourself. You have no one. Mm-hmm. You have no guy, like, producing you. You have nothing. Well, what's the, what's the usual trend with uh, your, your tracking yeah. with with uh, hip-hop or with, with rap? You're, you're tracking something usually from, like, you know, 60, 50 years ago, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. You know, Billy Squire, I don't know if you're aware of this, yep. but Billy Squire is – a multi 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 millionaire because how many different artists have taken his and sampled it right his songs yep uh and, and that wasn't originally written by the the uh perform or uh, the the rapper or yeah. the the hip hop or hip hop artist or whoever yeah. it is yeah they just took that from Billy Square right and that's a tradition but if you want to really go crazy with it there's uh, a DJ out there that has my respect and I guarantee you if you're not into techno he would have your respect as well. Who is it? It's it, the guy named Pretty Lights. Pretty Lights. I and he's got a documentary out. It's it it's probably like four or five years old now. But DJing the same was the same thing. Is that right. is that they just took songs? They, you kind of like did whatever they did to them to make them sound better. Right. And then they had a nice flow. They saw the crowd did what you know the art of DJing or whatever. Right. But it was never actually their music. They were just uh, pre-recording it and then taking it out, you know, and sampling so- some stuff and doing all that. Right. What he actually did was get people from Louisiana, get people from Chicago, get people from wherever that played really good music, and he recorded his own samples. Right. And made an a- an actual plastic record from the samples, and then took that sample. And mixed it into his album. See, and that's, that's what it is, man. Like, <laughs> and people, like, people, people will give him too little credit. And, like, there'll be, like, there'll be, like, people just, they, they, they fuck up because they, they do this thing where they either give people too much credit or too little credit. And, and, and it bugs the hell out of me because it's just like, why are you, why, like, who are you to judge? Like, unless you can get onto a microphone and do better, I don't want to hear about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, um, 
most people most people do that with every artist man like people give so little credit to certain artists and so much credit to other ones and like mm-hmm. there's very few artists that are properly um in my opinion properly um given credit for right very few and oh. same thing in like comedy you know what i mean like there's a lot of comedians that are super famous right um one one comedy okay one comic that i'm not too into and it's not none against him um, but he's just not like he's not super funny to me. I think he had one funny thing, and it was like the drunk girl thing. Is Chris Diella? Oh, Chris Delia. Uh, yeah. Do you like him? Oh, Chris Delia. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. I, Chris Delia is really awesome. In, okay. so, <laughs> so this is where we have conflicting things. I don't have a problem with him. Yeah. I don't have a problem. But everyone saw the drunk girl thing, and they flipped out, and like that's all they know from him, and yeah. that's all they care about. Like, and they're like, oh, he's the funniest guy in the world. After that one thing, it's like, bro, like go go research into him. Uh-huh. If you research into him and you like him after that, then then I'm cool with it. I'm yeah. absolutely cool. But you can't just sit there and watch one thing and be like, yeah, that's my favorite comedian. Right. It's like when Dane Cook came in and everyone was like, I love Dane Cook. And all he, all they knew was the damn, uh, you know, getting hit by a car thing. You know what I mean? Right. I like, her, I like Dane Cook. Or getting robbed. Yeah, getting his house robbed. Yeah, or if he was yeah, a, a yeah. burglar or something. Yeah. Yeah, they knew, that they bit. knew one bit, uh-huh. maybe two. And, yeah. and it's just like, you can't say he's your favorite after two bits. That's like listening to one song and being like, this is my favorite artist of all time. Right. This is better than Freddie Mercury or, you know, to me, that's just the craziest shit in the world. And, and right. you know, I'm cool if you like an, like an, like a comedian or an artist and you, you know all their material or you at least know like a majority of the material and you're, you're a fan of it. Right. Right. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about getting a tool tattoo. Okay. Uh, I, cause I love tool Yeah, and I like, I, I love about maybe 10, 11, maybe 12 songs. Right. Right. But there's nothing wrong with that. There's some songs that I can't listen to mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against them. It's just, I can't listen to it. It's just not my, you know, why do you have to like every single you thing know. that they did? Why do you have to fucking worship them Absolutely in order to get not. the tattoo? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's why crazy. You worship them in general for, for anything. You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of people will be like, Oh, this is, this is Kendrick's new song. It's so good because it's Kendrick Lamar. No, hold Kendrick responsible. Like he wants you to Kendrick has said multiple times, hold me responsible for my art that I create. Same thing. Hold hold artists responsible for their art. Mm-hmm. Hold comedians responsible for their art. Like it's it's all art, and you have to hold them responsible. If you don't like certain things from certain artists, tell them and be like, mm-hmm. "Listen, this was pretty shitty. This was awesome, but this was pretty shitty." If you don't hold your artists accountable that you're you know that you're listening to and that you're fans of, then that's and there's one tattoo that that I do have now, and it's from a band called Every Time I Die. Wow, yeah, I didn't I, I did not see that one. Yeah, the the rhythm guitar player he wrote uh, they. And a lot of their uh, um, uh, album art, they'll do an English I yeah. for for the I in the in the in the, uh, in the title of the band. Right. So the rhythm guitar player is actually a an artist that he draws and all that. So I found it on his Instagram, and then just that's that's what happened. But there's some albums, certain songs I don't like of them. Absolutely. I really don't. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> there's there's some some. Um, I mean, like I'm a huge. I don't even know. I'm a huge Radiohead fan, and there's Radiohead songs that I'm like, ah, oh, this is okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the thing is, like, you can be a huge fan of a certain group and then just think some of their music is okay, or some of it's pretty shitty. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean you like the artist less. It just means you like that particular piece of art less. And then the term uh, sellout gets thrown out. Thrown, thrown out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Man. You know and it's like, funny? It's, it's like all these, all these online trolls, yeah. I want you to stay in that basement 
yep. in your mom's basement and order pizza from Domino's because it's really shitty. Yeah. And <laughs> and have greasy watch, fingers watch on the- that thing get made and stuff like on their <laughs> on their app. Like you have the little guy like putting the pizza in the oven. <laughs> your stuff's getting made now. Yeah. Uh, it's your greasy fingers and stay in that basement because. If you don't want to sell anything, then yeah, that's where you're going to be. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to make it big, you're going to have to sell out in some yeah, weird way. I don't see why selling out is a bad thing. That means you sold out. That means you sold out of your merchandise. That's a good thing. Congratulations. Shout out to you. I'm a ha- I'm a I'm a fan of that. And not only that, the worst thing to me is like um, we were actually talking. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday about this, and he was saying like we were talking about the new Portugal the Man song where it goes. Um, how's it? It goes. Um, Oh yeah, I have heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Song, everyone's uh-huh. heard that song. So yeah. Portugal the Man is a, was a when I was a kid, when I was like in middle school, I knew of Portugal the Man, but I knew them in a different way. They were never like super super famous like like this song is. Like this song blew them up and it's like yeah, 10 well, years weren't, later. Weren't they kind of like a Mars Volta type of uh, like psychedelic type rock i thought or, I, I wouldn't go yeah i wouldn't go mars volta type but i mean they're they're i mean they definitely they definitely were like in a non like they weren't they weren't mainstream whatsoever yeah right and so my friend he's like yeah man they sold out they sold out but this friend in particular has told me multiple times he's like yeah man i'll do any kind of music if i can just perform it live and play it and go on go on tour so i was like dude you're a hip he's like yeah actually i am he understood after that but like it's a hypocritical thing for like a lot of artists to be like, yeah, man, like I would never do that. You, you're telling me you would never make millions of dollars to go on to a show and to play music that you probably don't even, you don't even have to like the music. You uh-huh. may just like think that it's okay, but it's fun to play in front of a live live stage or live live crowd. <laughs> it's fun to play in front of a crowd and and to see their reactions and them enjoy it and you enjoy it because it's just a, a natural share of energy. And you're telling me you're not gonna do anything to get that. You're right. telling me you'd rather make terrible music, like or like the cool music, you know, like the non-mainstream, blah 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 bullshit, and live in your mom's basement and not make any money. So right. you'd rather have that than to go on to a stage and perform your music in front of millions. Right. You know what I mean? Even if you're the bass player in the band, that like if you're like Drake's bass player, like no one knows who Drake's bass player is, but that dude is making millions of dollars to just go on tour and play Drake songs. Right. Uh-huh. That's a win. Or an, or an Eminem, you know, like all of them. Every single big artist that is playing in, you know, that has their own band or their own backup crew, you're a backup crew, but you're making millions of dollars doing what you love. Right, right. What's wrong with that? I don't yeah. get it. So. Exactly. Yeah, you're playing. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. I mean, Alice Cooper used to do that. Yeah, absolutely. He would take uh, a lot of guys from, from universities, and they would be like the head in their music uh, department and they'd yeah. be really good at playing and they didn't have a band mm-hmm. so then he would just say well you're gonna go on tour with me and then that for a year yeah. and then that'll be something to put on your resume and why wouldn't you exactly like like people people will take all that shit for granted and i don't get it man i don't get it I, yeah. like to me that's like the that's the dream you know right if someone wants me to play anything for any band i am game right i'll be a backup singer I'll hit the harmonies. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little bit of auto tune right. and I can hit the harmony. <laughs> Just a little bit. You don't need to throw it all too much on me. And then these same people had the balls to say that that unbox therapy was was a sellout. And it's like, do you realize he is unboxing? He's he's looking at products that are sent to him. Yeah. By companies, and yeah. he's promoting them. That's. that's like from get go. That's yeah. what he did. Exactly. And now because he's doing. Basically, he he gets cars sent to him yeah. now, and he yeah. has to do like, oh, what's so special about this car? Yeah, they're t- trying to call him a sellout. Well, that's his whole basis. That's his of, whole bit. That's, yeah. yeah, that's his whole thing. 
He was yeah, a sell from the start. Dude, and, and people, yeah, <laughs> I don't get that. People, people, I don't know why people are like, they hate success so much for other people. Even their favorite people. They could be a huge fan of an artist and be like, I'm so mad at this artist because they got successful. Mm-hmm. How do you hate on this artist because he's successful? Right. Like, what, like, who knows? Like, that guy can literally love this song that, like, is pop. Like, that popular song could be his favorite song that he's ever done. Like, personally, he could mm-hmm. be like, damn, this song is really good. I love this pop song. And then everyone around him is just being like, yeah, I know you sold out. He didn't sell out. It depends. Right. You know what I mean? And even if he did, who cares, man? Let let people get successful. Their music is still there. The music that you liked before is still on Spotify. Right. You can go on Spotify and listen to any Portugal the Man song you want to listen to. You can listen to any of them. But, well, I, you're an artist, so obviously you want to be famous. Uh, uh, but I mean, yeah, okay. Before you were an art, <laughs> before you were an artist, and you, yeah. and, and you like to perform live. Yeah. Uh, what, what in the back of your head would you want to be uh, rich or famous? I my mine is always rich. It's always been rich. It's like I want to be that guy that goes into a restaurant with a sweatshirt on, just like I'm dressed today, uh-huh. and I just have you know just a, a shit ton of cash. Yeah. And I can just go into that place, buy whatever I want, and have a good time. No one knows who I am. <laughs> I don't know if I wanted. I rich. love that. See, here's the thing. So I'm never like I'm never I'm I'm a terrible rapper in this sense because I have never really cared about money to that level. You know what I mean? Like I never was was wanting like super expensive cars. I just want personally like my level of rich for me is like I want to be able to be like, hey, let's go on vacation and just take a vacation. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't care if it's like you know like if I have ten million in the bank or anything like that. I just want I just want a level of richness that I can do what I want when I want to do it. Now, right. that kind of comes combating with fame and everything. But um, I never wanted fame that bad either. I just wanted uh, like even when I first started with music in general, when I first started in rock bands, I just wanted to I wanted to play music and make that a career and make a good living off of it, mm-hmm. um, good enough that I could literally you know do what I want when I want to do it. You know what I mean? There was never a time where I was like, yeah, fame is the most important thing or yeah, fortune or all that shit. Like it, it's cool and that's that's definitely perks and downfalls in a sense, but like to me it's just like I want to do something that I want to do. You know what I mean? I just like music is the one thing that really gives me um, you know, excite like excitement now, so. Right? Yeah. Hey, do what you love, why not? Yeah. Uh but that number is 80,000. What is it? The they did a oh, scientists okay. did a study on that and they they uh, national study householder per person uh, per uh, if you're a single person okay if you're a single person you make eighty thousand a year there's no difference if you make five million a year uh, if you're a single person that's pretty crazy that that there if I mean, you're there is if, a difference because you could just even ball out even harder if you have five million you know what I mean like I get a brand new Rolex every day it, 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 I think the study <laughs> was done more or less if you still have to go to work. Like you still have okay. a daily routine, and like you a have 40 to forty-hour work. Okay, yeah, forty-hour work week, or yeah, or less, or, or yeah, you still have a, a, a gig that you have to show up to eighty thousand once a week, okay. and and they say you know with that with that gig, it's a lot of time and all that. So there's not yeah. you can't just spend spend and spend. Right. So yeah, eighty thousand to whatever it, it it doesn't matter like the. So that's that's what I guess you should you could work for is eighty thousand. Yeah, well, eight, I mean, yeah. you know, it's it, it's not it's not kind of once you get into the workforce and you understand the numbers of it and how, what how you can spend on what you can't and all that stuff, yeah. you realize well that's really not that far off from yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, you know, if that's, you're that's not. Yeah. I mean, and not only that, like you know, um, 
another huge thing I guess that motivates me is to make a difference too. Mm-hmm. To change, like I think I think it's I don't know if it's like the power of it. I think it's just maybe the the ability to change something and like create a legacy for yourself. They say that you die twice on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. You die when you literally get buried into the ground, and then you die um, when. Your la- when your name is said for the last time on earth. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I did yeah. hear about that. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's when they say, like, you die twice, you know? And um, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I want I want to try to make it so that that is as far away from, you know, when I actually die than, than possible. You know what I mean? Because people still mention John Lennon's name. Like, he's his name is not ending anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Or, like, even, like, someone who's smaller, you know what I mean? Like, even if you had, you know, I don't know who's smaller than... I'm trying to think of like a super small person. George Harrison, he's not super small either. Yeah, he was you a see, yeah. Well, he, but he's definitely not uh, talked about as not, near, not nearly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's not John Lennon. But. Be- Beatles are one of those weird bands that you can name pretty much everyone in the band. You well, know what's funny is there's yeah. a lot of people I know that can't. Yeah, that can't. Wow, they, yeah, they're like, that, they're that, like that, I know John crazy. Lennon, I know Paul McCartney, but the other two, and yeah. I'm like, it's first of all, one of them's still living. Ringo Starr is still living, so you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even though, like, yeah. even though Ringo, come on, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, and then George Harrison, people don't don't know. I don't know why that because George Harrison alone has some really good music. Did, you know, he is he alive or? No, he 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 passed away in like 1990s from cancer. Oh wow! Okay, I think it I was like that. I think it was like anus cancer or something. Oh, was something, it something embarrassing like that? I think it was. <laughs> I could be way off. Uh, but but is it as bad? Because because I know every band member in the Beatles, but up and until maybe two or three weeks ago, I actually sat down and listened to a full record of. You never listened to a full record of the Beatles. I, I was a Stones guy. I was a Stones guy. Yeah, my what? my my dad raised me on the Stones. Yeah, what? he loved. He, yeah, he didn't really like the Beatles, so I never really listened to it. And unless you're really looking for it, it's not played that overly on on the radio. That's true. I mean, and not only that, like I I, I don't know. Like I, I'm a huge Beatles fan, so that's that's just me. Um, with everything as far as that goes, throat cancer. It oh, throat. That's not, that's not embarrassing. Ooh. Yeah. It's still. Yeah. It's still got to be pretty painful. Uh, he. Uh, he died in 2001. Wow. I didn't know it was 2001? That. Yeah, May 2001. You know what's crazy to think about? I, I thought about this, and this is this is such a random thought. All right, so I'm going to bring in this subject, all right? Yeah. I always think about this. You know the people that go to war? Like, let's say, let's take World War II, for example, right? You go into World War II, uh, you're storming the beaches of Normandy, right? You get shot, you you're, you die, basically, right? You don't know how that war ended up. You know what I mean? Your yeah. whole life, like you, like it sucks. Like to me, to me, it's like a cliffhanger, but like it's like the ultimate cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. You don't get to know what the fuck happens, right? You know what I mean? Or maybe you do. Or maybe there's Ooh. the afterlife, and you'll just know instantly. Yeah, that could be. I mean, but if there's no afterlife, let's say that it's just there's no afterlife. Let's yeah, just, that's it. But, yeah, you just you're fucked. Yeah, it's over. Like yeah. you don't know. That's you don't know. End of thought. You you for all you know, Hitler could have made us all slaves at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's really it's really interesting to me. I don't yeah. know. That was a random thought i had one time and i just like i think i was high yeah it might have been it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. i probably was uh, uh, on the weeds on the yeah. green weeds on not the, on anything else on the mary jane's <laughs> yeah oh man that is definitely a mary jane thought for sure though. yeah <laughs> there's one song um uh little wayne i think it's uh i think i'm dying 
I think yep. that's the song. I feel like dying. Yeah, that one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We used to, we used to smoke in my in my buddy's car, and uh, he'd play that song, and it freaked freaked the fuck out <laughs> yeah, of me. Like, she sings. Like, <laughs> it's so weird, yeah, man. It is. I feel, yeah. and it just they had that repeated over, and then little Wayne comes in with his voice, and yeah, I feel you. So it brought it brought it back to me now. Uh, you were talking about bombing and 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 comparing it to comedy, and comparing it to if you're uh, a live band. Yeah. There is, there is one that Ron White. I don't, do you know? I know Ron White. Okay, yeah, yeah. he the tater salad. Yeah, <laughs> so. he had a good one with hurricanes one time. <laughs> uh, like he talked about like the winds blowing. He's like, there's this one guy he saw, and um, he was like, yeah, I can take any kind of winds that are thrown at me. Blah 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 blah. And Ron's like, let me tell you something. It's not that the winds are blowing. It's what the winds are blowing. He says, if you get hit with a Volvo, it doesn't matter what you had for breakfast that morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're done with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. You're, you're not hanging on like, what was that? It was yeah. a Twister. Was it yeah, that yeah, movie? Yeah, Twister? Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and they like, just hold on to a pole. Okay. Yeah. It's 80 mile an hour winds. You're not holding onto that goddamn yeah. pole. That thing, you're, you're that gone. That pole is gone. Yeah. <laughs> that pole doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. It is not a pole anymore. It is a flying <laughs> yeah. metal pole you're you're a thousand yeah. feet up in the air you're yeah. done yeah. uh but no he he had a bad heckler that that met him backstage Ooh. and got in his face like ah. right yeah right up right up on him yeah okay. and then square squared up to him and said you know what i don't like that one joke you said about jesus it wasn't very it wasn't very good and ron white goes okay well then forgive me <laughs> there you go it was like wow you put him right in that yeah. right in his place and in, in one my, word oh, man. my favorite my favorite is when like a comedian can handle a heckler oh my favorite is when they can handle a uh a heckler there was this one bill burr one and it was pretty bad it was about beating women and like he was like again he's obviously against it but he was talking about like you know the the different sides of everything but uh there was this one girl that kept walking in his like in like his camera shots of his comedy special that he was shooting he's like why does it why does this every why he's like why does this happen every single time that a woman uh that a woman uh or why does this every happen every time every time i try to shoot a uh special and he says we're talking about being women sweetheart yeah. i think you just added one to the list yeah, right. bad. i was like holy shit yeah no it's really funny it's yeah. bad. It's bad. Bill Burr is. It, if you have, if you are easily offended, Bill Burr is not your guy. He uh, he grew up in New York, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. No. I, it might have been. It might have been Jersey. I don't know. Somewhere around there. Okay. Um. I don't know if it was New York specifically, but he definitely has that accent. Well, Boston. Oh, okay. Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that area. They're really quick to to uh. Yeah. Their, their, their reactions to. Uh, to, to come back with something, their mm. comebacks are, are just lightning fast, dude. It's crazy. It, it's as hell. yeah, it really is. It's it, crazy as hell. And like, and and if you have that ability, you're gonna go far. Cause like, you can get so like, especially with comedy, you can get so much done just just off of like hecklers. Like hecklers, oh, yeah. hecklers will make your whole special sometimes. You know what I mean? I've seen it. I've seen like some specials where like the heckler made that comedy special. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a yeah, I mean and and one it wasn't a heckler. It was just uh crowd work, but crowd work to the to a T and and yeah. to the best. It was Enzis and Sorry. Okay. And he took some random person's phone yeah. uh, out of the crowd and looked at the text messages and and this was to his girlfriend and he just went through the whole thing and just just kept grilling him on like why'd you say this why'd you say that why <laughs> just kept going right through it you know it's, it was not I, i've never hilarious. seen anything like that yeah that would be so funny uh-huh that would be so funny yeah no because his text message thing uh bit about 
uh, not getting a text back from a girl is just on point. Yeah, it, it's it, it's just the best. That's <laughs> that that I don't know if it's the latest one, but the one uh, on one on Netflix that I watched was awesome. And season, sorry, I don't know if you oh, if you're not a fan, he's he's awesome. Yeah, he's funny as shit. Check him out. Yeah, and and not only that, like, uh, dude, there's a, there's a lot of good comedy acts. Like Donald Glover is pretty funny too. Yeah, he's pretty like. There's a lot of funny comedians. There's out 52 there. weeks in the in the year. Netflix is coming out with two specials a year. That's 104 a year. That's and crazy. some of them are not even hours. They're half hours because people's attention spans That's are crazy. not a full hour. And actually, it it's really has nothing to do with your attention span. Sometimes when I watch a comic, I I need to do, I need to watch bit by bit and yeah. really know it and and yeah. analyze it yeah. and and like it for what that one bit was. Right. right. I mean, obviously, it's stand up comic comedy, so they do it so. This bit runs into that one, into right. that one, and then it just keeps, you know, it's a whole thing. And then it brings it all back. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best is when, like, they say, like, a they say a bit, and then they go into another, a uh, couple other bits, and then they come back to that bit for a second. They're like, oh, and by the way, blah, blah, blah. And it's an inside joke between that bit. You know what I mean? Like when, uh, um, I forget. I can't even give you an example now. If you want to look up a, a crazy storyteller, and I thought I looked up the best storytellers there were. Yeah. Jay Larson has it to a science. Okay. Jay Larson, look up. He's got one that he did on Conan, completely clean. He he doesn't if he doesn't need to, he doesn't swear at all. Okay. So it's for all ages. Anyone can can watch it. Interesting. And it's just so funny. It's it's yeah. I'll check how, that out. How how he does it and how he places all the different things. It is just great. It's I'll, just I'll great. check that out for sure then because like any any dude comedy to me is the the best i love comedy so much but, i love it just as much as music you know but I mean? but the thing is i, I don't know i i kind of i don't I, like because i'm a truck driver and that's hard work i they always talk about because i listen to a lot of podcasts from uh the west coast right la in particular right uh so I listen to a lot of theirs, and they always talk about, oh, I work so hard and all this, and, and this comic's a workaholic, that comic's a workaholic, and it's like, no, the structure of being a stand-up comic is kind of just sitting around waiting for something to happen and you yeah. to analyze what, what just happened. Right. right. So, I don't know. I mean, it definitely is hard work. I, don't get me wrong. It definitely is. But yeah. I'm sitting there holding a the wheel, looking at everyone around me, trying not to get hit, trying not to hit anyone else, and it's like... This I feel like is a little harder than what you're doing. Yeah, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. Than you just sitting there and being like, "That's funny." Let me yeah. let me say some shit about this. Right, all right. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like if we had like a pen and pencil every time we went like to a friend's house or anything like that, and we're surrounded by like certain people, I feel like we'd all come up with some pretty good comedy skits. Just because there's some so many times where something happens that like. Um, at least we were talking about this. I was talking about this to my friend yesterday, and he was saying like. Like he was saying some really funny shit. I don't even remember what it was. I was a little inebriated, but nah. <laughs> um, no, they were. But like when we t when we tell jokes between our friends, we all just start dying laughing. So I'm like, what if we just wrote all this shit down? If we wrote all this shit down, we'd have a comedy special. Yeah, you know, what I mean, easily. It yeah. wouldn't even have been a question. Definitely. Or or someone that took it to the max, and it's not even stand up comedy. Yeah, it's just really good YouTube videos and. Right. I forget what they're called, what their name is, but they do like trick shots. Okay. So they'll go off like a side of a building and they'll shoot it into a into a basketball hoop, or right. they'll they'll get a a, a, a playing card and right. they'll hit a piece of fruit or something crazy with tricks. You know, they'll yeah. always do tricks, and they have more subscribers on YouTube 
than I think it's the NBA, the NFL, uh, all these big channels. They have them all combined. I think they have over 10 million subscribers. Oh, okay. Which is unheard yeah, of that's today. Un- that's crazy. Yeah. And what they did is they just went in their backyard, they did trick shots, and they put money on it. And then they just continue to make videos. Dude, that's it. And that's it. Dude, like honestly, how crazy. That's such a simple formula. <laughs> and they just ran with it. Honestly, like it's so <laughs> funny because like people are always like, how did this person like there's angry grandpa. I don't know if you ever seen that on YouTube. Like angry grandpa this grandpa that has like this sin. I don't even know what he has. He has something like bipolar disorder or something. And he yeah. just fucking like throw shit around and break shit. And all the time he's an old man. I never understood how people are like, wow, how is this famous? It's because it's entertaining. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck uh-huh. everything else. The, yeah. the key is, does it keep your attention? Right. Then it's, yeah. then it's easily, then it can be famous easily. And like you it. like to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. All it takes is for me to get entertained by something so much that I'm like, oh, dude, I got to share this on Facebook and just post it on Facebook. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's all it is. You know, um, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with like, uh, with, um, you know, race and everything like that. And this one guy came out with a song called I'm Not Racist. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's everywhere. And it blew up within like 48 hours. And it was a guy that was very seldomly known. He wasn't really known that well. Yeah. But he made a song, I'm Not Racist. And it's it's like a white guy with a beard with a Donald Trump uh, Make America Great Again across from a guy that said uh, that that was obviously not Donald Trump supporter, but he was black and everything. And they like sit there and they talk about like, their reasons for their beliefs, basically, like Donald Trump's side and then, like, you know, the opposite side in that sense. Um, and it's crazy. It was like a really, it was a really, it was a mind opening video. Um, did I say mind opening? Yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you, <laughs> mind bottling? Mind boggling, eye yeah. opening. I kind of, yeah. I kind of, you mix them. them. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, mind open. Hey. You can have your yeah. mind open. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, Don't but, fucking judge me, guys. But, but also, there's, there's really no genuinely, uh, original idea. Yeah. There's a podcast that I, that I listen to and it's with the comedian Brian Cowan. Okay. And he talks to his, his one of his friends, Hunter Mass, and they talk about idea sex. Okay. And you just take one idea from that thing, one idea from the other thing, and you make a new idea. There and that's go. basically all... Idea sex. It, that's basically <laughs> all the formula is for an original idea yeah. because there's, there's everything's been done a thousand times thousands uh, you know yeah ever since we could film anything yep and that was i think maybe what do they say i think it was like 1904 five maybe or something like that yeah and yeah. it was i think it was uh i think it was a, a a horse they filmed a horse just to make sure like that they could sell it then to make sure that it like to, to oh, give it to okay. the buyer oh okay yeah and okay. to show him, show them that. I okay. think that was the very first thing ever filmed, and that was over a hundred years ago. Which is so. crazy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like, crazy as fuck. Yeah, and I Love Lucy was 40, 50 years after that. Yeah, yeah. fucking I Love Lucy. Yeah. Everyone watched I Love Lucy. <laughs> yeah, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> that was an original idea, maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like everyone has like the, the it was the housewife thing and the you know the relationship probably the first uh family comedy comedy show I'm you know to, to be played on yeah. at least at least is the definitely the first mainstream one the one that like stuck i'd yeah. say probably yeah. that and uh what's what's that other one the one with the with the, with the fat guy that's a cop and then uh, the newlyweds yeah, yeah the newlyweds i yeah. think that was called yeah, yeah. that yeah. one dude 
I watch some of those, and like people are like, they're still funny this day. I watch yeah. them. I'm like, they're not funny. Yeah. This is boring. The only thing that held its weight ever was was Three Stooges. Three Stooges held Three its weight. Three Stooges is definitely still funny to this day. Three Stooges held its weight. Yep. Three Stooges can definitely. I remember me and my dad, we laughed so hard at watching the, the Three Stooges one one holiday. I think it was like Thanksgiving or whatever it was. I drank a little bit too much. And we're just watching it just just hurling i mean i, I remember crying laughing so yeah. just laughing so hard because some of the shit that they do it's like it's, it's like that stupid comedy you know who slapstick you know you know who you know who's really funny is i don't know if you ever seen the eric andre i'm sure you said the eric andre show oh yeah yeah funniest show it's not the funniest but it's fucking hilarious yeah my favorite was when uh, i don't even know who he was interviewing i don't remember but uh Hannibal Burris just goes on this tangent about walk a flock of flame <laughs> and, and Eric Andre looks like he's like high or something. And he just cuts the cord. He's like interview over. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the funniest. He was on hot. You ever see hot ones? Uh, no. The show with hot wings and even hotter questions. Oh yeah. 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 I see that. Yeah. He was on that one. Oh uh, yeah. He was on that. Yeah. He, at the end of it, he, he, the, the, the wing was so hot cause he, he cleared the board. He okay. did it. He did all Shout of them. Yeah. Them, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You got your you got a lot more balls than I would because yeah. I don't know if I can do that. But yeah. uh, no, he uh, yeah he he got to the hottest wing, ate it, and then got the plate and broke it over his head. <laughs> it's like so random, but perfect. Eric, that's Eric Andre. Yeah. Eric Andre yeah. is the most random human being I'm sure to ever exist. I'm sure I'm sure like he in per, him in person is exactly the same as him on on television. Yeah, because he's just crazy as fuck. So. Eric Andre and, and Tyler the Creator have a very similar mind. Man, yeah. <laughs> man, they're probably. They, I'm surprised they're not best friends. I'm surprised you don't see them like hanging out. You know what I mean? I feel like the, those two hanging out would be just destruction. The obscuro oh. over the more obscure. Oh, yeah. Oh, it'd be bad. Uh, Lorder Squad when uh, when when Tyler or, it was one of the yeah one of the guys in Ty, it might have been Tyler the Creator too, but uh, they're in the middle of battle. And they have pink camo on. Like <laughs> they're just they're in the middle of a desert. They're like, "Hey, man, we got a pink camo on. Everyone can see us." <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Fucking just Tyler the Creator, man. Yeah, Tyler, the Creator is fucking. There's so many like weird, like seeing that's like stupid fucking comedy. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it is. It's stupid as shit. Yeah. There's really no purpose for ninety percent of the shit that they do, but it's fucking hilarious still. So it's really funny that. Oh my God, Eric Andre and Tyler the Creator. I just think yeah. of how good that show would be. They should oh, make a together? Oh yeah. God, that yeah. would be incredible. Uh huh. Uh, Definitely. Tyler and Eric. But the 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 evolution of of what he created, because yeah. like when he first started, his first Goblin album. Right. Oh, that was honestly it, I hated that album. But did yeah, you really? I, I fucking hated. Goblin. Oh man, I thought it was like one of the worst albums I've ever heard. I thought it was great. Oh, I was so like his newest I found one. Found love instantly. His, his newest one is incredible. That first one was trash. I hated it. And the reason why I hated it. Yeah. Well, um, that was the one with fucking uh, Yonkers on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Yeah, exactly Yonkers it. and yeah. Transylvania. Yeah, fuck and, all those songs. And man. she, I think, yeah, and then. Yeah. I'm a fucking walking paradox. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, to me, it was just like he was trying to, I feel like he was trying to uh, raise a lot of, like, questions more than he was trying to make good music yeah. i feel like he was like doing like some really cool stuff with like his his thought process and like how he was saying things yeah but like the music was just like oh this is so bad really yeah yeah I, yeah i guess the quality of it if you're looking for that wasn't yeah. but i mean it yeah. was dark it was dark like for it was an easy transition because i'm i'm not a metal head all the way but i do listen to quite a bit of metal and for me to make the transition into that 
it was it That's was easy. Fair. It was That's easy because it. it was super you know, it's dark. Funny that you say that because like uh, there's been so like I grew up in the rock scene. I grew up in the metal scene. I I grew up playing rock bands. You know, I played with Armando's you know band. I played with you know a lot of. I played, you know, in different scenes and different rock scenes and stuff like that. But the point I'm trying to make is like the people that I grew up with and the people that came to my shows still kind of come to my shows now because they like hip hop now more than they like. You know what I mean? That scene kind of died and they kind of all transitioned over to hip hop. Mm -hmm. And I think Tyler was one of the biggest reasons why. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people, you know, they were super into metal and they were super into dark shit. And like the only thing they really had was Eminem because Eminem was dark shit, too. You know, um, there, that, uh, yeah, that's weird that you say that because, uh, or I bring it up, you know, because the metal and then that transitioned into rap. Yep. When the Rolling Stones first started, they were just doing a, their version of what jazz was. Right. Exactly. And they were just doing a harder, faster, louder version of jazz. Right. And then everyone from jazz transitioned over into rock and roll. Yep. And then rock and roll had a huge life, and then it happens, took man. over. And I don't even—is there like a a, a a jazz artist out there today, like that's touring that a lot of people know about? I, I that a lot know. of people know about. That's questionable. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think that that genre kind of died. Michael Bublé. No, yeah. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I would call him jazz. Michael Bublé. <laughs> that's uh, I don't know. but um, honestly, like like that's the thing though is like hip hop became the the most popular genre in the world now. Officially, it is officially the most popular genre. What it, uh, hip hop? It is. Yep. It oh is, wow. Yeah, it is the most popular genre officially today. Is there a difference between rap and hip hop? Yes. Okay. Significant. There is little like the little rappers that are recently coming out. That's rap. Okay. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just yeah. saying that that's not something that I like. But you know, that's everyone has their own thing. If they like, like if they like that, like like the mumble rap and that style, there's nothing wrong with that because like it's literally, I could see why they like it. It's catchy and it has some good, uh, song like a sound to it. Just not for me. Um, I'm not uh, definitely not a, a music major at all. Yeah. But uh, when I first was learning about genres and how they broke up and 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 tr and, and made these different classes of music and all that like what's yeah. rock and roll what's jazz well what's rap what's r&b what's this and it all had to do with uh the way that the music is counted and and the uh specific uh signatures or the beats to uh, the beats to bars ratio i guess you could say to each uh different they, they would tack that onto that's jazz because that has this significant or this specific maybe from uh, a maybe signature from a, to maybe it. Maybe from a jazz and a rock perspective, but like like nowadays everything's pretty much four four. Like there's nothing that's too creative anymore with time signatures. Back in the day when you had jazz, it was like a fucking free for all, and that was awesome. Yeah, you know, there's still rock groups that do that. There's still rock groups that like will do you know a three five like a three four uh, time signature throughout their whole song um one of the, one of my favorite bands is really really good at time signatures and they're named they're the, the fall of troy oh, okay yeah yeah so i'm yeah. A huge i'm a huge the fall of troy fan and their time like their timing is impeccable. fcp remix baby <laughs> yeah, there, there you go that's true yeah yeah but like they have like really like that that whole that actually that that album right there the doppelganger album is an incredible album because that's what they did they their whole style is like crazy time signatures and there's a couple groups that followed suit there's one called the sounds of animals fighting they are crazy with time signatures too but uh yeah you know 
I would say that that maybe that's kind of how it started. That maybe in the different genres, but now it's just like a yeah. That's what I was trying to base it off. Like, yeah. is rap is this? Well, rap, rap maybe, is, and then hip hop is this? Maybe I don't know. Well, rap, rap is when you hip hop has a specific sound to it. Like, there's a specific sound to make it hip hop, and um, like the the new like that rap that's like on like like little Uzi Vert. Nothing wrong with his music, but it's just not that it's not hip hop. It's just like it's just like like to me. A lot of what Macklemore does is not hip hop; it's more of pop. He does more of a pop style. He raps, but mm-hmm. he all, but so like rap is a rap is like a thing. Like like I'm like when I go on stage and I have a mic in my hand, I'm rapping. Right. But am I doing it over hip hop? Am I doing it over pop? Like you know, like what's the what's the genre of the beat? Right. I wouldn't say rap is really a genre more than it is an action. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like singing, like singing isn't a genre. It's just you know you can sing over a specific genre. Would Biggie Smalls and Tupac be rap or hip hop? Hip. Well, see, that's the thing, though, is they're they're both. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like it's like um, you know, like Little Uzi Vert is rap, but he doesn't do it over hip hop beats. Okay. Biggie is rap, but he does it over hip hop beats. You know okay. what I mean? So like that's that's my view of it. You know what I mean? So like Little Uzi Vert, um, he'll rap over more of pop beats or more of like trap beats, but like it's not hip hop. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Trap isn't hip hop. Trap is a form of. I would say it's derived from hip hop, but that's just like saying. Techno is is uh, derived off of EDM, or you know, like house is derived off of EDM. They're right. subgenres, uh-huh. but I wouldn't consider it all, you know, a specific genre. Right, you know right. I mean, no. hip hop yeah. is hip hop is rap is a genre, and then hip hop is a subgenre of rap. That's how I view it. So okay, yeah, no, that yeah. would make sense. So they're all rap, but they're not hip hop. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're trap. Trap is a different form of hip hop. In a, they're all in the same category of rap, but they're different like s- subgenres. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I would definitely be in the hip hop category for sure. Yeah. Do you, Do you follow uh, Rhyme Sayers, the, uh, I the, do. the record so, label? So, uh, Atmosphere was one of my biggest Hell inspirations yeah. at one point. Yes. Um, yes. And then um, Rhyme Sayers, they signed a guy. I forget the fucking name. I performed with him once, and it was really fun. He He was a good guy. Um, Pos. Yep. What was it? Yep. Wow. I performed with him. I performed wow. with him twice. <laughs> I performed with his group. Cool um, guy, right? Yeah, he's a really, really cool yeah. guy. Uh, I performed with his group. Um, what the fuck is his group's name? Holy shit! I'm gonna. I hope he doesn't hear this. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot his name or the name of the group. Anyway, uh, great, great group. But they were a great group of guys, and they were just like, "Hey, let's have a beer after the show." I was like, "Yeah, that. okay." So we had a beer all together, and then I performed with POS at the. Uh, Oakland uh, University Radio, um, their birthday bash. Oh wow! Year, okay, and that was pretty fun. I performed with him and Token. Oh wow! I don't know. I didn't know uh, uh, POS is still still out touring. They're uh, still doing at least at least getting up on stage. At last last year he was. I don't know about any time recently, but but last year he was. Last year around, actually, it wasn't even a year ago. It was like May of this year. So okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, Rhyme Sayers com- comes out with good stuff. I don't know if they – did they? Si- I wonder if they signed Ideas and Abilities. I, f- I forget if they were under them or if they were with someone else. But uh, if you guys – I think it's still up on YouTube. Yeah. If you want to look it up, it's Ideas and Abilities. It's Atmosphere. It's uh, a few other guys, and they're all like in in like a circle, and they're, and they're free – they're um, – not free basing. Uh, they're 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 riffing back and forth. Oh, okay. And they're in Ann Arbor. Okay. And this is 1995. Four, Jesus. Four or five. 
and they had this weird like camera because you know they didn't have cell phone cameras back then so yeah. they had this whatever it was like and potato camera it, yeah horrible yeah. horrible quality but it, it was crazy to see because in 95 they didn't even come out there for like they came out the first record but right. it wasn't nearly what they are today you know like atmosphere if you're going in the underground uh world that's like a household name yeah everyone knows yeah. about atmosphere yeah. if yeah if you like that's the thing too is like household like like the underground if you if you're in the underground there's so many more household names um that you can throw out there and and a lot of people will respect it like for example atmosphere is a is a great example of this um atmosphere like no one that listens to like just mainstream like hip-hop or rap or whatever they don't know who atmosphere is but you get someone that's like that likes hip-hop you know what i mean that's the way that i always say it if you like hip-hop you know who atmosphere is you know mm -hmm. who big crit is you know who these artists are and you know they're all like super super talented individuals but like a lot of people i feel like you're i feel like you're missing out if you don't if you're just only mainstream mm -hmm. And I, I feel like it's the same thing either way, because if you're only underground, then you miss out on a lot of the good that mainstream has, too. Right. You know what I mean? You won't ever, like, really listen to Kendrick because he's too mainstream. Yep. But and I think Kendrick is where, like, they, they meet, the underground and the mainstream meet, and they all agree on. Uh, that's, yeah. the, that's the very interesting – Kendrick's career is very interesting to me because – he is literally the guy that everyone kind of just meets in the middle, and they're just like, "Yeah, I agree with you. This is a dope song." Right. I, there's very few people I've ever met that don't like Kendrick. Yeah. So, very few. You know, so, not even a song. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, uh, what were you? Uh, oh, so with the underground, uh, the underground avenue, and mm -hmm. you're going through that. Uh, don't think that you can't make it, and don't think that. Just because you're underground, it, it, you won't make it happen. Because love them or hate them, ICP. Oh, fuck. ICP. We almost went a whole interview without mentioning these fucking people. Well, hey, hey, love them or hate them. You uh, hate them, obviously. Uh, <laughs> love them or hate them. They went multi-platinum. They are not on the radio. They're not promoted. <laughs> They're not on TV. How did they make money? So How? So... <laughs> The best, Crazy. I, and not, they're from Detroit. I'm not going to say who told me this because uh, I don't want to put their name out there like this, but um, someone told me the greatest thing about ICP in the world. Like, it's just the best summing up. I don't like ICB. them. Okay. So, go ahead. I, they found yeah. a way to market shit. They put shit in a beautiful container, and they, and they wrapped it up, put a nice little bow on it, and then they gave you that shit. The container is so beautiful. It's, like, well-wrapped, beautiful. Like, the bow is pristine yeah gold all that beautiful then you open it up and it's a piece of shit and you're like i don't mind the piece of shit because of how beautiful the wrapping was right but it's still a piece of shit ah uh, i got it okay <laughs> still shit yeah icp i you know i respect the fuck out of their marketing i respect the fuck out of their business but their music is absolute trash. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care if I lose fan. I don't even give a fuck at yeah. this point. <laughs> fuck. If you're a fan of ICP and you're a fan of mine, fuck you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I'm just magnets. How do they? Hey, how do how, how do, do mag the, Yeah, magnets. How do they work? <laughs> how the fuck do they work? I think they say fuck in there too. How the fuck do they work? Magnets. Like, but honestly, that that song that song is my favorite song. I almost yeah. I almost, that the reason why it's my favorite is because it's just the whole song. It's just horrible, it's ridiculous miracles. I see miracles yeah. in every way, <laughs> and I see miracles every day. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they just did a great. They just had a great business model. So they're businessmen. Oh, is basically what I mean, you're saying. Like they're yeah, but their like, company is a lot better than 
what they're giving you. Yeah, I mean, you know, they. Built, I mean, Trump. They Trump built the did brand. that. Yeah, they built the brand. They built the brand. They definitely did a good job building a brand. But like, <sighs> yeah, it's just not good quality. Yeah. It's just so bad quality. Like yeah. it's like you know, like I don't. I like even with like little Uzi and stuff like that. Like I will, I will say to the fullest extent, like I don't like their music, but I will say. You know, I respect, like, I don't have any disrespect to people that, like, are like, yeah, that's good. Because I can see where, musically, it makes sense. ICP, I'm tr- I tr- I've tried. I've I've given them the, I was like, you know what, let me sit down, let me listen to this project. And I listened to one of the projects that were highly recommended to me. Like, mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, don't listen to the new stuff, listen to this stuff. I'm like, all right, I'll listen to this stuff. I listened to the album, I'm like, literally, I can't, I can't get to it. I can't get to where you are. Yeah. Can't do it. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I tried. You ever see uh, Pawn? You've seen Pawn Stars on oh, yeah. History Channel. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times they bring in an item, and they'll they'll do like a like a, a zoomed out version, and yeah. then they'll have the guy walk in and say, "Well, this is from Civ- this is from the Civil War. This right. was certain right. artifact or whatever." Right. And it looks to be in pristine condition. Right. And then Rick goes and says, "Well, there's a few scratches here, and there's this there." And then they take the camera and they zoom in and all the scratches. They zoom in and all. Yeah, kind of like detail. you you thought that that item was awesome yeah, yeah. but then the camera guy showed you all the imperfections yeah. to that thing yeah and it's not it's does not look does not look the same at all yeah fucking icp <laughs> fago man hey uh, shake it up and throw it so i can't even drink fago anymore bro i just feel huh? i just yeah i'm like this shit is stupid i can't even drink fago because i'm like dude if i drink fago like i feel like an asshole you know what i mean it's kind of like when like I it's can't kind of like pop. watching now to me it's kind of like watching a Louis CK special now. It's like, yeah, you know, I could watch it, but this dude also jacked off in front of like people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like Caroline uh, uh, Pennywise. I, that was rather light, I I must say. Yeah. You can't you can't look at him as a rapist. You can't look at him as a murderer in the same way. Right. All he did, he did it to himself. He wasn't forcibly on anyone. No. Those girls definitely probably could they I, they had I mean, a lot of opportunities yeah, to leave. I get it. I get it. It's just so fucking gross. It's like, come on, bro. If you're if you're a girl out there, or if you're a, a a very gullible guy out there, if at any time you are in L.A. or you look at someone else as being like, I really respect this guy. He can make me big. I gotta impress him. Do whatever he says. If at any point he's at like a hotel room or something, and he he makes it look as though he's making a mistake and being like, Oh man, I forgot that one file in my car, but I have another one in my room. Um, they do that move run. It's the wrong file. You don't want that file. There's no way that he forgot that. It's not, there is no way you will wait at his car until he gets there. You don't want that file. (laughs) It's it's not a dot wave. It's a dot. Get the fuck out of there. Oh, he, he definitely put that in there Yeah, for sure. He, meant to forget that (laughs) and not only that like i like as a celebrity like you know what like i don't get why famous people do this stupid shit i mean like yeah you have all this fame and power and fortune and you think you can get away with fucking everything i get it cool but like i like if you are trying to get into the industry just so you can be famous or just so you can do this like just so you can fuck random women and just do all that you're getting into the industry incorrectly yeah and you're just gonna make your life a fucking living hell yeah that's how like Kurt Cobain like wanted to kill himself for the longest time it's he wasn't meant for fame oh right there's so many people that are not meant for fame they're talented but they're not meant for fame talent does not mean that you should join the music industry and you can it, handle it, it. That you can make music but make music don't don't get into the industry in that way don't 
you know, control yourself, have therapists around you, do what you need to get done in order for you to be. Not everyone can be a Dave Grohl. Not everyone can be a Dave Grohl. And he just handles it in the best way possible. Oh, he does. And just sells the shit out of it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you might as well. He's a point, master. You know what I mean? like, and like, there's a lot of people like that. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like Kendrick and J. Cole, right? You don't even, most people don't even know that they're married. They just got married like two years ago. And most people have no fucking idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most people have no idea. And the only reason why people know J. Cole got married is because one of his friends that was interviewing him on like a live panel yeah. said something. He's like, how's, how's being married affected you? And he's like, oh. And he's like, oh, did I just say it? Like, oh, he's like, yeah. No. yeah. And he's like, yes, they know now. So yeah, like, right. Yeah. So yeah, he is, he's been married for a while now and no one's new because he, it's not like, you got to keep that part of your life private. And it's you not gotta, important. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? You can write it in your music and stuff, but they don't need to know the full context because most of the time when you write music, no one knows the full context of the whole story. They just are getting a portion of the pie most of the time. Yep. And then they're relating it to their life. Um, That's why I'm a fan and I'm a critic at the same time. There you go. And I and 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 I ha- and I have and I, and I'm a fan of something at at a very weird level. So yeah. you you not only have to be very good on stage, yeah. but when you get off stage, you have to entertain me, and then you'll have a hundred percent of my my. Uh, my respect. Absolutely. That's why I like Stipe Miocic, the uh, heavyweight champion of the UFC, because when he's up on, uh, you know, in the ring and he's fighting, he can beat the shit out of anyone. Right. When he gets off stage, he's entertaining as shit. He's yep. awesome. He's funny. He yep. does all these weird it's games. Like the and, Rock. The Rock was that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or every time I die, I. You ever see the? They have DVDs out there. Yeah. Uh, of their of their tour life. Yeah. And and how and what you they do. Do that now. Yeah. You, you like a lot of a lot of artists will do that now, and they'll have like the tour diary and stuff like that. Smartest thing you can do. Uh-huh. And and Instagram has made a lot of that shit easier too, which is awesome. Like, there's a lot of things that I'm super proud of and super happy that they've created. Because like that, that is a huge piece. Most people need that that human that human feel. You yeah. can't just be like that person behind the curtain. You right. can eventually, but at first you have to be pretty upfront about your life. Like like so like when you first get into the industry, you got to be pretty upfront about like who you are and explain who you are. But after a certain point, like look at Eminem. Like what do we actually know about Eminem recently? Like yeah. we do. Is he married? We don't even know. He could. Yeah. Eminem could have. I could be married and have another kid by now. We yeah. have no fucking idea. Yeah, no idea. Yep. Like I, I'm from, I've been Detroit my whole life. I have been around all of Eminem's friends. I have met pretty much everyone in that group. I've never met Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> pretty crazy, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like the D12 gang. He is, he is, he is the, he is the, like when you go to a zoo and like you want to see like that rare lion and he sometimes comes out, sometimes he's not out there. You know yeah. what I mean? He is that rare lion. Like he may be there. He may not be. Right. You know what I mean? He's hard to find. And, that's a good thing. That's what you should be at that point because Eminem's at the point where he he put out his personal life to a high level when he first came out, uh-huh. and now like you barely hear a lot about his personal life, and that's a good thing. That's what it should be. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and but it, and you can also abuse it as well. Absolutely. Uh, DJ Khaled. Yeah, he can oh abuse the shit out of it. His his, his I Snapchat. Love, I love DJ Khaled, but oh my god, like I love like he is probably he is like I've never met him, but he seems like he is probably one of the most genuine human beings to ever exist. So like I give him credit in that way, but like he definitely uses the fuck out. Of oh Snapchat. my god, yeah. What am I watching a fucking movie? Yes. It's a Snapchat. It's supposed to be quick. I'm not. <laughs> it's basically a fucking movie. A thousand Snapchats and oh. most of them over of, of his son. Yeah, he's like, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> we all needed to know that, DJ yeah. Khaled. <laughs> and, you know, like, like I said, like in person, he's probably the, like, the nicest dude in the world. He seems like he is. He seems like he's a genuine soul. Uh-huh. But uh, 
yeah like but i do i must say though putting your your son on uh on snapchat like that could probably be, not the best thing uh could be a good thing depends on what he wants for his son you know what i mean like he gives his son the the you know what the one thing that dj Khaled did that was the smartest fucking thing that i could put his son have, on the label uh put his son as the executive producer on that album his son is going to have royalties for life. Uh-huh. His son is made off that one album. Right. And if he continuously puts out albums with his son's name as an executive producer, his son is getting co- consistent royalties on, on music. He's becoming famous uh. and rich without even fucking trying. It's genius. Yeah, it, that is genius. He's, but... brand, he's branding his son so that when his son grows up, his son already has a brand. He doesn't have to build it. But all, all I can say is what happened to Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen? Well, to be fair, uh, <laughs> to be fair. Child stars never make it. Uh, I wouldn't say never. I mean, not never, but there's, there's a, a hard transition. Just it's a hard transition. Well. Like there's, there's, a, there are, there are child stars that fuck up, but I think that has a lot to do with their parents. The, the, the benefit that DJ Khaled has is DJ Khaled is is famous. Mary Kate and Ashley, uh, their their parents weren't famous, so they didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. DJ Khaled knows how to handle it. He's been handling it for years. He knows how to handle the fame. He'll tell him like, "This is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is how you fuck up. This is how you don't fuck up." Right? Yeah. You know I hope I mean? so. So, yeah. gives, so. So there's no better advice than to get it from your own father. You yeah, I, mean? I guess if you're in fame and you know how to react to it and you know yeah. what to look for, what not to look for, it's the child stars that don't know. Like their parents mm-hmm. have never been there. They've never been there. So right. it's a new thing for all of them. Right. So that's probably where they go wrong. Personally, I won't have my kid in child business unless they won't ever be in child business. It won't cuz I don't trust the industry. I don't trust the people in the industry. You know, especially when you come to that. You're hearing allegations now about not even just sexual assaulting like like women, but kids too, which is fucking gross. Oh yeah, that's the and, worst. Yeah, it's almost like murder. Yeah. To me, to me I'd like I, like here's the thing. I always said this, like rape and like sexually assaulting someone you can never justify it. There's mm-hmm. no there's no way to justify rape. There, you can't say murder you can justify. This guy was trying to come in and kill my family. I had to kill him in order to save my fucking family's life. Yeah. You can't justify rape that way. Yeah. There's no way to justify rape. So rape is like to me is the worst crime. To me it's way worse well, than Well well, I don't know. I would say premeditated murder is is the same as rape. I would say I would put it at the same level. Well it depends. What did that what did that person because what okay here's here's the difference though. Let's say that person killed one of my family members and I'm yeah. thinking about killing him and I'm plotting out my way to kill him. Yeah. It's not, it may not be right, Yeah, but it's way more justified than a, than a rapist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess the worst of the worst is if, is if you do anything to a little kid. Cause yeah, they're, yeah. They're, that's literally the, the most innocent person. Like that's innocence. And you just took their innocence away. And not only did you take their innocence away, you're a fucking gross piece of shit. Anyway. You're, you're, you're murdering a childhood. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's way worse than murder. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you killed the kid, it would be terrible and it would be very, very bad, but it's just as bad to rape that kid. Cause you're murdering their, like their personality. Like you change their lives forever. Now, yeah. like they can't go on life the same way that they used to. Their life is all fucked up now. So it's, right. you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, they get to live, but do they? Is it yeah. is it a good quality of life at that point? And so like, I don't want my kid to ever experience that. My kid will not be into the any child industry. He'll only be into the... Uh, like, well, that, I mean, that, that, that that's what I was basing it off of was uh, a vlogger on YouTube, Casey Neistat. Yeah. And he he recently stopped uh, putting on his, his kid yeah. into the vlogs because... She's not old enough to make her own decision whether or not she wants to be in that vlog, and I Correct. agree with that too. I mean, what? However, it is if your yeah. child is brought up the right way and they handle it the right way and they're not all fucked up, then whatever. It doesn't right. matter if, if it works or works. It right. doesn't matter. So Absolutely. whatever. But yeah, I mean, I agree with DJ Khaled. I agree with Casey Neistat. It, I mean, either way. Yep. But you know, like it's it's all about that. You know, if that's what he what he wants to do for his kid, 
he has good intentions, so I have no problem with it. But but me personally, I just from what I know of the industry, not gonna put my kid through that. Not yeah. even gonna not even gonna risk that for my kid. My kid is gonna have a normal childhood. I think our producer might be sleeping. Hello? Oh, uh, he's up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I Armando just... can't sleep when we're talking about ICV. <laughs> Armando's a, Armando's. Uh, I glanced over at the time. It's almost seven. Armando's, Armando's it is seven. All right. A low-key uh, ICP fan. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, cause, uh, I can't hear what he's saying. So What? You can't? No, I can't. He said we're saying. killing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, know. Because, I mean, like we were talking about ICP, so he's probably like, oh, I love ICP. I'm super interested. Yeah. Well, I got to... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. He's what? awake now. Yeah. <laughs> Way more awake. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to pee. But before that, you were going to get to one more story to clear up the, there's one more, I think it was a school yeah, one, I yeah, believe, was, about was, me. All right. Let's, clear, let's clear, let's clear up so this the whole thing. This one's a shout out to Rick Ice. Uh, Rick Ice. All uh, right. So I heard you got suspended one time. Yes, I did. All right. I heard it was partially my friend's fault. Actually, probably the whole thing is probably my friend's fault in a sense. Yeah, I had a I had a little knife. He didn't say it was little. Uh, no, <laughs> from the no. Story, from the story I heard, it's not a little knife. No. Okay. You know that first line that you have on your pinky? Yeah. And okay, so measure that up to the tip of your pinky. Okay. That that one wrinkle that you have right there yeah. to the top of your your that that's how big it was. That's it. It was literally an inch. That, Damn, Rick. Yeah. What's going on, man? Uh, it, he was, he yeah. Was, he was, uh, did he tell on you what happened exactly? I had I, I had it on a lanyard. Okay. And it was, I had a set of keys. Okay. And the lanyard was just hanging off of my pocket. He decided, well, oh, it's funny. And then he ripped it <laughs> off of my pocket. Okay. And then he started playing with it. And then there was a knife there. And uh, there's a science teacher. And he said, well, I don't really want to do this. But it, since it's your keys, then I have to you know, take you to the principal's office. So... We went to the principal's office. I got suspended for a day or two days Wait, or whatever it was. So did he tell? Did he tell the teacher on you? No, no. Uh, uh-uh. he, he just, just had it on him. Oh, he was just playing. with Yeah, it. he was like cleaning out his his nails or whatever. Oh. And I was like, dude, give it back to me. This is it's my keys. Oh. And then in that process of hey, give it back to me, it, he oh. found it. Yeah. What so, a fucking oh man, I'm gonna yeah. Damn it, Rick. So that's that's actually what happened because I got suspended for it. So I should know the original story. Damn it, Rick. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him. And I'm gonna I yell at him now. I never did anything bad. I heard, I heard it was a big. I thought I heard it was a big knife. Uh-uh. No, maybe, maybe I'm just. Maybe I was thinking but, about it wrong. But after the Columbine thing, every, everything with school situations, they just what ramp grade? up. They've uh, maybe eleventh, twelfth. I was almost oh, a senior. Shit. Yeah, either a so, senior or maybe I, a year before. So I was in the school then too, because like I wasn't. I didn't go to school with you guys until eleventh grade. Oh, okay. Then I was in Stevenson. I wasn't in Stevenson until eleventh grade. I was I was Warren Casade. I was during high school. Oh, okay, okay, got you. Wow, the, the, the bro school, bro. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> <laughs> every every guy's name Abdullah. You know what's funny though? You know what's funny though? If we say that, there's there's the and you know what I said about the Stevens in the school? I was like, it's damn near like a graduation requirement that you have to be pregnant. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like everyone was fucking pregnant. Every fucking one was pregnant. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, if you think about it, like we knew, like I knew four or five people that were like pregnant. Condoms? What? What yeah. is that? Yeah, Contraception? I can't even spell that word. Fuck that! I can pull out. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to do this. This is my first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, it, worked, man. it didn't work the first time, so yeah. we'll do it again. <laughs> oh, fuck. yeah. So to clear that, but yeah, the police were there. Uh, Damn! Yeah, really? the With police. That, the police were there. They need to file a report. You know what's low key. I think. I think I remember seeing the police come in and hearing hearing about like this specific thing. Someone brought a knife to school. Yeah, 
So I thought, uh, you know what's funny is I think I heard this, and like I think the I think the rumors got way out of proportion, and oh, I think that's what happened. Definitely, hundred percent. I think that's what happened because everyone was like, "Yeah, there's someone brought a knife to school." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know oh, high school. You know high school. I mean, come on yeah. now. Yeah. So I, uh, I that was the first and only time that I got suspended, and yeah. I think what it was is that I could do one suspension and then two Saturday schools. Yes. Or two days in a row suspension and then no Saturday school, and then yeah, my mom was like, Saturday school. I I did the Saturday school. Yeah. Did you fuck yeah. that? I yeah. would have been like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, but the whole the whole time because my dad gave me the knife, the, oh. the day before. Hey, so yeah. it's on him. Exactly, and my mom had my back, and she's like, "Why did you give that to him? You gave that to him, and then you told him to put that in, on his keys." And then I just basically, my mom was like, "You know, you have to do this." And you're in eleventh grade; it's not that big yeah. of a deal. Oh yeah, my mom gave me movies to watch. Yeah, she's like, "Here's popcorn. Like, yeah. have a good time. It's it's definitely not your fault, yeah. and you're not a bad kid. You never yeah. did anything bad." Yeah, fuck that. That's it. And yeah. Not only, not only that. <laughs> not only that. Like, uh, dude, that's funny that you say that because like, like the whole high school. The, the, I remember that high school being like. God damn, that was fucking fun times. Yeah. Dude, no, like, and you know what's funny is, like, I, like, I think that Armando hated me in high school. He will never say that he did. <laughs> it's, abs- <laughs> it's absolutely oh, no. true, Armando. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Armando would oh, see no. me coming with, he was he was hanging out with Miles, and, and like, he'd, he'd see me coming, and he'd be like, fuck this kid. <laughs> never happened. Yeah. You hated me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> dude like it was it was you jessica morrow both hated me uh and jessica says that she didn't hate me either so you both are lying it's all good though uh <laughs> <laughs> and then like yanni and neil kind of just put up with me yanni yanni <laughs> wow yeah that yeah. guy i haven't talked to them in so long but yeah, yeah. uh you yeah, know that's that was and then rick rick like semi put up with me and then he hated me for a little bit and then he liked me again so we're cool now but yeah that's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty crazy on how like we all went to the same high school and shit. Yeah, and we're grew still up, all here. We obviously grew up in the hood. You know? <laughs> we're obviously from the the gangs, the gang, uh, the gang called. I don't know. I was gonna make up a gang name, but I yeah. can't think of anything clever. So you know, we grew up in the slums of Sterling Heights. Slums. Yeah. Oh, slums. the worst. The worst. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I think that's probably why the police showed up so fast because they were there's right next to, door. Yeah, not they're only right that, there. Not only were they right next door, but there's really nothing to do in Sterling Heights ninety percent of the time. So they're like, eh, let's yeah. show up. Let's see what they got. But it is weird, even even though it is very low crime, it's weird how like a big thing will happen every like ten years. Uh-huh. It'll be like a, a murder yeah. or but it'll see, be like you know, a, ro- a big robbery. That's not that big. Like like in Detroit, that shit happens daily. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, like it happens yeah. one time in Stilling Heights, and it's fucking. Huge. It's yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Exactly. It's like what the fuck? Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Me. Uh, me uh, and my friend Matt. Shout out to Matt Solomon. Uh, we, we we Matt Solomon is that Steffi Solomon's brother? I no relation. Yeah. Interesting. I th- okay. I, I, yeah. I was gonna say I thought she was Indian. No. Uh, I think she is, but I I don't know. I don't know exactly. Uh. So yeah. Anyway, uh, you know how sometimes you're driving at night and you have these like weird talks and and you just have really intricate and interesting talks. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about I can't remember, but we both came to the conclusion that if you're a cop, the physical appearance of of your uh, of how you are, your stature, mm-hmm. is definitely reflected upon how busy you are in that uh, in in that city. So Detroit police officers are not fat. 
a lot of them they're in shape or they're the biggest ones are my size yeah. because they have to always be on foot they have to always be alert they're always working and, and out there fighting crime right and a small city like sterling heights you could do and sit around and wait in something for a, <laughs> something could not better. happen for two days yeah. and you're just sitting in your car with the air conditioning or the heat on just chilling playing solitaire you know that's funny <laughs> actually that's really true there's a lot of fat officers in sterling heights shout out to sterling heights yeah my uncle was a Sterling Heights police officer, and he... Uh, it, it just means we're safe. Yeah. It just means, hey, he wasn't it's fat, a good city. So shout out to him. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, exactly. If you if you have nothing to do all day, I, you bet your ass I'd be working yeah, out. Yeah, You bet your ass I'd be working yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking funny, though. That's I never thought about it that way. That's really fucking funny. Because, yeah, I'm pretty sure either at the precinct or uh, through the precinct, they will give you a gym membership for free. That's awesome. Or they'll have a gym at the precinct. That's even cooler. Yeah, and then you just, just work out there. I would have just been pumping iron all day. I'd have been like, yep, yeah, I'm working out. Exactly. There's a 401 in progress. I don't give yeah. a fuck. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I need, John, I need you to spot me. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Get over here. Right, yeah. right. All right. Well, I think that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. I think we cleared up a lot of stuff. Yeah. We expounded. Yeah, we expounded like Michael Rappaport says. My name is Peter shout James. out, shout out to Michael Rappaport. Shout out to my name change. My name yeah. is Peter James. Peter no James now. All right. My name is Peter James. Everything you can find me on is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and uh, Tinder if you want. Um, and it's Peter. It's basically you just spell it Peter James K A Y. That is my URL. So Instagram dot com slash Peter James K. Uh, Twitter.com slash Peter James K. Facebook.com slash Peter James K. All right. Yeah. And also, please come out to... Uh, <laughs> I saw the music coming in. Uh, please come out to uh, my show I have coming up on the 6th um, of January. It is with Kid Vicious and VMDP. And um, I am opening up with Paris Noel and Philip Banks. It's going to be a crazy, 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 crazy show. I promise you. Go, 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 it's, go. It will be, I promise you, it will be the dopest show in the world. I yes. promise you. Yes. And you can put money on that. One for the ages. Definitely. <laughs> All right. I'm Simple Joe. Check me out. Instagram, Facebook, all that shit. Thank you. You did it. We did it. Hey. Have a good week. Game, game, game. Yeah. Motherfucker, we need change, change, change. Motherfucker, stay the same, same, same. Motherfucker, get in brain, brain.